Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It's the start of the Phillips File. This one for Thursday. That's Thursday, October 11th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. Whatever news, current events, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. We'll find many other things to discuss. We always do so. Take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. Check out that website of ours. Send us a text on anything at any time. That's Real Mobile 77031. I promise we'll read it, we'll look at it, then decide if we want to use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031, but on the phones. Long distance toll free, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Besides all your great phone calls, Mo will be back with us, uh, I do believe, on Monday. So Mr. Pinkman will have the news in a couple of minutes. Jack is here as well. And uh, Brad, who is our executive producer for all gaming, he's dropped by today to help us out. Uh, here and there when we need him. Right after the news with uh, Mr. Pinkman, of course, we'll have a uh, bonus round of Closest to the Pin, your opportunity to uh, win a Matter business card that would guarantee you good fortune for the rest of your life. However, remember, if you lose bad luck for 24 hours, we've got Jack's audio file today. We'll talk some sports with Pat Clark, uh, Patrick Handel Sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2. We talk to him every Thursday at this time. Regular round, the closest to the pin. We'll spend a couple of minutes with Jim Colbert to see what he has planned for tomorrow. It's the Jim Colbert Show between 3 and 7 on Fridays on Real Radio as I just sit back and uh, relax for a long weekend. <laughs> then we got So You Want to Win It. Eddie the Shaman will be dropping by as well to get our chi flowing. So there we go. <clears throat> if you think you're having a bad day today, if you think things are just not going your way today, yeah, the boss is on your case a little bit, or you're way behind on a work assignment. Your kids are giving you some lip here and there. Uh, all you have to do is, and I think we're tracking it down. I don't know if we have it posted, but MSNBC has a, a great video of a drone flying over Mexico Beach in the Florida Panhandle. Mexico Beach has been, it looks like a bomb went off. It's been decimated. As a matter of fact, somebody ought to just, I think, just say, Let's uh, let's pick it all up and level it out. People own property. We're going to pay them off to a certain degree. Uh, what happens between them and their insurance companies is between them and their insurance companies, but we're not building there anymore. We're not doing this nonsense anymore. That town has been flattened. Panama City has uh, sustained extensive, extensive damage itself. 
But Mexico Beach, it's just, I would imagine if you fled Mexico Beach, uh, that you would look at the video and say, there's no, re- there's, no e- there's no reason to even go back there. What, you go back to a slab? Well, you own the property. If you own the property. Yeah, what are you going to do? So you go to the bank, you know, the insurance pays off, you know, the way insurance companies, they're not going to pay you full. They'll say, oh, well, I'm sorry, uh, this thing was destroyed by uh, by water, not by the wind. You know how they get. And then yeah. you go back and forth, <laughs> yeah, and, they, yeah, right? and they say, okay, we'll pay you a third of, and you say, I'll write me the check. And uh, so where are you going to get insurance? Well, you know, well, I'll tell you where you get insurance. You'll get it through the taxpayers as well is where you'll get it, or you'll get some kind of funding to rebuild. You know, places like this, this is a mistake that we make. You know, if you look long-term, and we don't look long-term in this country, if you look long-term, there's a very good chance that Mexico Beach won't exist in another 100 years because it'll be underwater because of climate change and uh, and rising uh, sea levels. Eh, we just talk. So if you're having a bad day, you know, this is a great opportunity to turn that frown upside down. And if we get that video, we'll post it. or It'll be up in a second. Just take a look at the photograph. I mean, just go any, to any of the news sites, and you know, including uh, our website. Just start taking a look at the photographs and you say, Chiefs, these poor people. I mean, they got nothing. They were That, that place was wiped out. Oh, as yeah, you, so as you mentioned it, if you think you, when mm. you said if you think you're having a bad day, my daughter was, you know, just realized that, you know, she can't go to a concert. We were going to go see 21 Pilots. Right. Now she has a mandatory rehearsal. And so she's like, oh, my life is, you know, yeah, going right. downhill. Right. So I immediately just sent her a text. Go look at the news on this hurricane path. I think and it's a, yeah. Remember how lucky you are. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good point. I mean, you know, there's a whole roof from a building laying in the middle of the road it's all there's no roofs there there's hardly a roof in mexico in mexico beach there's hardly in some cases if you take a look at the video the photographs there's nothing at all there's not even a two by four left it's just oh look at that it's a concrete slab yeah. there had to be a house on that or a bungalow or something so I, i'm toying with the idea of at least investigating the idea of a generator for your house yeah like uh you know i bet i don't you know, I don't know how big you. What do they work on the propane? You trying to do like a, a full-on yeah. backup power, or just like something? Yeah, power goes off, generator comes on. I at least oh, have yeah. air conditioning. Yeah, if and you electricity if, for the refrigerator. It's like every other commercial if you're watching the Weather Channel. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> it's that the, the company starts with the C or yeah. G, whatever. Generic, there's a couple of them. Whatever. Yeah, but I think there's also an annual inspection fee. So you sign up, oh, buy that generators. Well, okay, we also offer, because you have to have somebody come by and check it every so often to make sure the damn thing works. Generac power systems. That's yeah, that's one of them. And then you're yeah. the only person with a generator, lights on during lights uh, out in the neighborhood. It's going to be like the walking dead, you know, people converging on your house. See, that's it. That's why I want to get my shipping containers and bury them in the backyard. Washington State, the state of Washington, the Supreme Court has ruled uh, against the death penalty. The state of Washington, now the 20th state, to essentially stop capital punishment. They say the uh, death penalty in Washington State was applied uh, unfairly, and they've ruled against it. And, and I told you many, many years ago, this is this eventually will come to an end. 
and the United States of America, albeit Florida, probably the last, but the United States of America will join the rest of the civilized world and and do away with us. Not to say, oh, we're going to let everybody free. I mean, you're guilty of a murder. You, you, you just spend the rest of your life behind bars. Let's see what else we have. You know who they have? Some of the happiest people on the planet are today. Um, Anyone happy. not in the, the Saudi oh, royal family? You know why? You know, the, the, yes, okay. yeah. They're saying everybody was glued on this uh, this hurricane that hit the Gulf, right? Yeah. And the Saudi royal family, they now believe many uh, people in government are now saying it's the Saudi royal family who ordered this assassination of this uh, Saudi journalist who was a major contributor to the Washington Post. His name is Jamal uh, Khashoggi. And he went into the Saudi embassy in uh, Turkey, and they didn't exit. Saudi Arabia said, we don't know what happened to him. But there's more and more evidence being leaked out of Turkey that, in fact, he was assassinated inside the embassy. And then uh, by an assassination crew that came in from uh, Saudi Arabia, quite possibly 20 of these individuals, and uh, and murdered him. And, uh, And then cut him up. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, what is it with these Saudis? Weren't the majority of the 9-11 terrorists Saudi Arabian? They were? Yeah. What is, what, now we got this, uh, you know, I'll tell you what happens, at least as far as I see. The Saudi Arabians, the royal family now headed by a 34-year-old prince. He's now the, the, the big mocker in, in Saudi Arabia. And I think because uh, the Saudi royal family and the Trump administration have had this love fest, kiss fest, a brown noser fest, you know, when the president of the United States at his rally starts talking about the uh, uh, the media as enemy of the people. Well, you know, the Saudi royal family, they say, hey, he's got our back. So they take this journalist who's a major contributor to the Washington Post, who's had some critical things to say about the Saudi royal family and the government in Saudi Arabia and how repressive they are. They say, hey, we can murder him. We'll get away with it. What's the United States going to do? You know, Trump and uh, his pals, they got us covered. At least that's my observation. What else do we have going on? Pizza stabbing. I'm <laughs> caught up with Better Call Saul. Oh, I, I watched it last night as well. That was the season finale. Yeah. Why? Why? No, I thought it was good. But Mo saw it, on, you know, which is strange and unusual before the rest of us did. Yeah. And she said, oh, my God, oh, my God, better calls, oh, my God, you know, and she's doing one of those that's, oh, my goodness gracious, that must be a real. Yeah, I don't get her. She, she like, all season long, oh, it's too slow, I don't like it, I don't like it, so stop watching it. And she watches the last one and loves it. Yeah, yeah. she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe so. Don't say anything. Don't give anything. Oh, she's, you know, so I'm, I'm watching it. And I said, okay, this is interesting. It's a good last episode. And it comes to an end. The credits come up. I said, Okay, what was she talking about? I don't know. General rule I, well, of thumb, I live by. Usually, I like the exact opposite of what she likes. It was I good. Agree. I mean, she, I but it wasn't like, oh my question, God. You know, though. at the end, I didn't go, oh my God, I can't wait until the next season. I do have a question about the beginning sequence, the, the karaoke part. Did that really happen, or was that being imagined? Imagined. No, I think it really happened. Okay. It was a flashback. Okay. Right? Because it... No, it couldn't have. Why not? Because, remember, Chuck's allergies? He wouldn't have been able to behave in that manner. 
I've got to work my timeline now. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to put down some stick figures here. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? I don't know. Anyway. So what else is we going on? we got all that good stuff. <laughs> we'll take a little break. Come back. Uh, Mr. Pinkman will have uh, the news. We'll work off that. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Mo should be back with us by Monday. So Mr. Pinkman now has the news. All right, big news, obviously, Hurricane Michael that slammed into the panhandle just yesterday. Uh, Category 4, just two miles per hour shy of being a Category 5 hurricane. They're calling it the most powerful hurricane to hit the continental U.S. in over 50 years. So, Wow. Yeah, right? What about Andrew? Apparently. I thought Andrew was a Cat 5. I don't know how all this works. They so, doing that using the Waffle House index? Maybe, maybe more Waffle Houses closed. Yeah, that's I don't even think Waffle House in South. I don't think anybody had an idea in South Florida for Andrew. That was another one. Remember, it's supposed to hit Miami. We woke up that morning. Hey, Miami yeah. looks fine. Then all of a sudden, the word came in from Homestead and places like that. Boom. See you later. Leveled. Yeah. Bye. So it moved on up uh, towards North Carolina and Virginia and contributed to more flash flooding in that area that's still recovering from Hurricane Florence. So, Is it really necessary for Channel 9 to fly Greg Warmoth up to Mexico Beach? It's, it's important news coverage, sir. I yeah, I just think. I guess. Yeah. I, I, whatever. It's a At least they're not world. reporting crime. Well, he's an anchor, too. Yeah. It's not like they're taking a. Street reporter off the beat. Yeah, they send Warmoth up with a camera guy. You have your helicopter crew. You're good to go. Yeah, you got enough. Still got enough. What stabbings and murders and house fires and traffic accidents to yeah. cover down here. I force. Not that they you would have to cover like a county commission meeting or anything that really has more of an impact on your daily life. I'm just saying. No biggie. Yeah. Let's see here. So Governor Rick Scott said, obviously the Panhandle woke up to unimaginable destruction. Says so many lives have been changed forever. So many families have lost everything. Uh, some of the worst damage we saw was in Mexico Beach, where Ooh. the hurricane crashed ashore just yesterday. Category 455 miles per hour, uh, storm surge of nine feet, they say. So that's, I mean, that's why it all got pretty much leveled right there. I think so. Cantori gets dibs. What do you mean? On big storms? Yeah, because yes. you see, you know, and I'm watching last, you know, going back and forth, but you know, I think the Weather Channel does a great job. Here's the storm. Here's what it's doing. Here, blah blah blah. I think the other networks do a, a better job with people out in the in the field uh, than the Weather Channel. But you know when? But you think it's like, hey, I'm Cade Tory, wherever it is, I get Grand Zero. That's just the way it is, and that's what people expect. I think. And uh, if you don't like it, I'll arm wrestle you. I, I think they have <laughs> a, a a hierarchy on the Weather Channel. And I think he is at the top. He is their top talent. I think he get. I think he does for hurricanes. I think when it comes for blizzards and nor'easters, it's that other guy that they always, you know, have up in New Hampshire. I don't know. Place. I don't watch their nor'easter coverage. I go to cable for that. Why? 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 why I don't like the way they cover nor'easters. Nor'easter. I'm not sure where the nor'easter is. Can we move on? You lived in the nor- northeast. It's oh. a storm that comes in from the northeast. Okay, yeah, that's a nor'easter. That that's a nor'easter. Oh. It's not an El Nino. It's not, it's not a storm Nino. in the northeast that comes, <laughs> I think. I think it's a, well, maybe, maybe it's El just Nunez? a big storm that hits the northeast. 
It's Never mind. Macro scale extratropical cyclone, and uh, usually they come from the northeast. Uh, so, oh, okay. Real Mobile seven seven zero three one. That is powered by Sutherland Nissan, Orlando Nissan dot com, home of the lifetime warranty. Texters, thank you, Texters. This says the barometric barometric pressure for Michael was lower than Andrew. That's how they determine strength. Oh. So lower pressure means stronger hurricane. Yeah. All right. Makes sense to me, bro. I'm not a meteorologist. Anyway, moving on, Manhattan District (laughs) Attorney is dropping part of the criminal sexual assault case against Harvey Weinstein. That's one count, isn't it? Yeah, it's after evidence emerged that a police detective had coached a witness to stay silent about evidence that cast doubt on the account of one of his three accusers. So He's going to prison, isn't he? Oh, yeah, for sure. Or you want to make a bet? No deal. No, I think making, he's going away. Yeah, he's going. The toss charge involves allegations made by Lucia Evans, who was among the first women to publicly accuse Weinstein of sexual assault. Mm. Uh, she said he forced her to perform oral uh, sex. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, hire a hooker or something, will you, buddy? I mean, come on. Yeah. He forces himself. You know, the, these these pigs force themselves on. They use their they use their their power. Because, you know, they look in the mirror when they shave, except he doesn't apparently never shave very much. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> like every fourth day or whatever. You know, he looks in the mirror and says, you know, nobody wants nobody wants anything to do with me. I'm just a big, fat, ugly man who happens to have a lot of power, so I'll use that power. Bye-bye. You're going to prison, bub. Yeah, it's over. See you later. Ugh. Yeah, he's gross. Federal. You know, you hire, you know, hire an escort or whatever you call them, you know, and, and just say, here's what, you know, I want you to, I want you here, I'll pay you $1,000 more because I got that kind of money and I want you to play the part of an aspiring starlet who's looking for a job and, uh, and I'll interview you and then, you know, we go from there. Okay. Can you do that? There you go. Boom. It's settled. It's all consensual. No one gets hurt. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe. I get what I want. You get what you want. We call it a day. Say Atlanta. I think he'll get hit with a stale hot dog bun like Cosby did. <laughs> Is this moron number one? Put moron number two on the phone. Let's get back to the news <laughs> with Pinkman. He's filling in for Mo. She should be back with us on Monday. I think he has the food and the birthdays hey, as well. He's oh, moron you know. number two. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> today, yeah. National Food Day. I also have the rest of the weekend. But today... Is National Sausage Pizza Day? Ooh, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? I'm not a big fan of anything. Better than on. pepperoni. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Uh, I like pepperoni. Pepperoni's the most common topping, but I don't. It's the I'm, right amount of fan. salt. I'm and not spice. a fan either. It's yeah. too much. Uh, too much salt. Fine, I'll eat all your pepperonis. Watch it. That'll end up on a uh, yeah. Brad Clue one time. Three thirty-five. <laughs> Pinkman pepperoni. Uh, tomorrow is National Gumbo Day, in addition to National Pumpkin Pie Day. That's a good one. Gumbo, yeah, easy to make. Pumpkin pie, always a good time. You hear from people in Louisiana, they do. Oh no, unless you're, you know, from Louisiana, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you've never had gumbo like yeah, I. Yeah, it's one of these. It's like a, like it's like a shrimp boil. Same thing. Yeah, come on. Ah, you know, yeah, you got to come from yeah, Louisiana. And they're gonna, oh, no, you don't. You can make it in any state. Easiest damn thing to make in the world. God dang it, you got it. Saturday is uh, weird because 
there are two festivals going on, apparently. The National Peanut Festival and the National Pumpkin Festival. Oil peanuts. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong. Cajun style. Aye. I'm heading out to Titusville on Sunday. I'll, maybe I'll pick up a, some extras for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't mind if yeah, they're yeah. day old. That's fine. Put them in a Tupperware. Bring them in. On I don't care. Hot, cold. Always good. Cajun style? Oh, yeah. Okay. Got to be a little spicy, I'd say. Uh, in addition to that, it's Good also stuff. Yorkshire Pudding Day. Not really sure what that Yorkshire. is. Yorkshire yeah. Pudding Day. There you go. Is that more like a bread type deal? I'm not quite sure. And uh, Daryl Payne is on a cruise, so can't contact nah, we'll him. We'll talk to him later. And National M&M Day as well. And then Sunday is finally National Dessert Day. So I guess you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, you could have some Yorkshire pudding with M&M's on top. <laughs> some pepperoni. It sounds like uh, in uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving when they eat the uh, jelly beans and popcorn and all that. I mean, M&M's are always a good time, right? I mean, yeah, you can't get yes. wrong. It's not like candy corn. Melt in your mouth, not in your hand. You'll get candy corn. Yeah, yeah. I like candy and then corn. Then you go, okay, and then you try it when you go, why did I do this? <laughs> eat a candy corn? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like them. Candy corn regret. <laughs> they, do do, they hurt your teeth after a while. The circus peanuts. I hate those. Yeah, that. And what's the Easter one? The uh, uh, peeps? Mar- marshmallow yeah, peeps. Oh, uh, no. Mm-hmm. no. I actually thanks. like marshmallow peeps. You're weird. Yeah. It's okay. We still love you, but you're weird. You know, I, I've heard it before my whole life. So, whatever. Moving right along, five New York doctors were charged today with running illegal prescription drug mills that flooded the state with more than 8.5 million oxycodone pills. Problem? Yeah, no problem. I think it's okay. The opioid pills resulted in the deaths of several people, oh. multiple overdoses, according to Manhattan federal prosecutors. Yeah, problem. Jeffrey Berman, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, said we are in the middle of an opioid epidemic of epic proportions. These doctors were drug dealers in white coats. They did it for a very specific reason, greed. You, ridden, a- you ridden one of these electric bikes yet? No. I think William Shatner rides one. What do you mean electric bike? They have a tiny, they have a little, they have an electric motor on them. And I, you can pedal or you can, mm-hmm. or whether, I don't know whether you can just go full blast with your electric motor. Well, I, I guess. Do they charge while you're pedaling and then you can kick in the I, motor? I have no idea. Mm. You're going to get one? No, they're terribly expensive right now. I think they're like three grand for yeah. the base model. I just want to sing, you know, I've been looking for a bike. You know, I got a bike, but I, you know, but I got to haul it someplace before I, I can use it. So I just want to bike it, you know, roll it out of the garage, get on it, and uh, get a little bit of exercise. Get a motorcycle. I don't want a motorcycle. I've had a motorcycle. I've had plenty of motorcycles, as a matter of fact, and I'm not, uh, uh, my reflexes are not uh, fast enough anymore for, to drive a motorcycle. Fair enough. I almost saw a guy on a scooter. Like a Vespa? Oh, get yeah. Get clobbered the other day. Yeah, I, I like the idea of having one. I, I do, too. I don't trust riding it in Orlando. <laughs> Neither do I. Just going through an intersection. I mean, you had the right of way, the whole thing, and somebody and missed him by where you're going, oh, my God. Yeah. You do one of those. No, where, Down. And then, you know, then he hits the horn on a scooter. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not, not pissed off. Goes, I'm thinking, dude, you know, that's not, number one, probably can't hear you. And number two. You're not you're, you're not making an impact there. Yeah, no. But they look like they're fun to ride. 
nice and easy way to get around town. I think if you're just kind of in around town, you can't put them on the interstate or anything. No, no, you get like the 49cc one, you don't need a motorcycle license, you're good to go. But Straight up mills. Yeah, but you can't go on I-4 with that. No, no hell no. Anything under, what, 50? Yeah. What's yeah. your maximum speed on that? I think they hit like 40 miles per hour or so. Yeah, the wheel's about this big. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, no. the little ones. Is that a Vespa? Yeah, like the Vespa. About? Yeah, yeah. The Vespa. Like I Roman Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It'd be Gregory Peck. <laughs> Beyond that. And your, you have... <laughs> your fiance is uh, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yes. I mean, you can't go wrong with Smoking that. Smoking long cigarettes for days. Uh-huh. Stop at a fountain, toss some coins in a yeah, fountain. A I'd wish. love to live in an area where you had, where that would be a viable transportation option. Yeah, I agree with you, but it, not in this town. No. I Key think... West. Yeah. yeah. Good one, Brad. Yeah. I get it. I can kind of do it where I live. Like, if I go up Mills, I can hang around there, even go into Winter Park, probably. I but could do it a little bit. I still don't trust the people that drive in Orlando at all. No, I see I how they treat cyclists. That's bad enough. Would you rather yeah. ride a bicycle downtown Orlando or New York City? Because downtown you know, Orlando. You know those bike-sharing things? They yeah, have them in New York, too. I saw a guy cruising a bike, you know, and just with all the traffic lights and the, you know, double-parked cars. and They're getting clobbered. Yeah. But I think Orlando's one of the worst places. Metro Orlando's one of the worst places, or used to be the worst place to ride a bicycle. I believe that. Because they don't have too. bike lanes? Well, we have some, and then people still will try to drive in them to get around to their well, cars. Okay. Yeah, it's, no, I don't want to go there. I was going to go there, but I'm not going to uh, go, go there. Go where? Man, I'm well, not thanks for go being there. Moira. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I'm not going to say it. No, I, I, I contend that we have lousy drivers because, at least we did for a while, because so many people were moving here that never drove a car in the first place. They relied on mass transportation. They took subways, buses, taxis, that kind of thing. So they sell their home up northeast, in the northeast, Chicago, New York City, Baston, and they moved down here, never having a driver's license, and all of a sudden they're behind the wheel of the car. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Then you got these other people from the Midwest. All they were doing was driving a damn tractor. You know, and how hard can that be? You just put it in a straight line and you go for three miles. And then they come down here and they get behind the wheel of their Nash Rambler or whatever the hell they're buying. And uh, and the rest of us are in danger. And, pl- and then throw in the tourists. <laughs> The tractor guys are the ones that merge onto I-4 at Lee Road at 40 miles I mean, I've hour. done enough traveling in South America to tell you, and I don't want to overgeneralize here, but they're lousy drivers. Oh, boy. Well, they just are. I believe you. All you have to do is go to Mexico City, or, I mean, and, and you go, you know, I mean, they survive, but we wouldn't if they bring that type of driving over here. I'm not trying to pick on Mexicans, yeah, all right? I'm just your, saying. Keep your driving on the other side of the wall. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, you're driving on the wrong side I of the know, wall. I don't know how they do it. It's like trying to cross the street in uh, in uh, Saigon. You take your life in your hands. Oh, never cross the street in Saigon. That's what I hear. Talk to anybody who's ever been to Vietnam, one of the bigger cities in Vietnam, and they'll tell you it's just, you just have to close your eyes and sprint and hope nobody hits you. You Thank ever you. see those videos of intersections in China and yeah, India where they all just flow through and hope they don't hit each other? Right, and they're going around the, you know, usually it's a town square or something. They're going around and beeping. I don't know how they don't collide into one yeah, another unless no they idea. do all the time. We just don't know about it.
Yeah, you just don't see it. Anyway. Pound for pound, there are probably more roadside memorials in Central and South America than they are in the United States. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because it's that's, cultural. That's, Cult- culturally speaking, it's that's essentially what you do. True we don't do it here so much, except for the DOT markers. Yeah, the please drive safely type Yeah, deal. exactly. Yeah. Put balloons on it every once in a while. So, yeah, speaking uh, of transportation, yeah, like that. teddy bears. <laughs> speaking of transportation, a U.S. astronaut and a Russian cosmonaut were forced to make an emergency landing after their Russian Soyuz rocket malfunctioned en route to the International Space Station. Uh, shortly after taking off from the Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan, Nick Haig and Alexei Ovchinin reported a problem with the rocket's booster. The men were forced into a, quote, ballistic descent. What does that mean? So That that does not sound good. They separate. The, I mean, does their capsule have rockets and they blast off from the main rocket? Yes. So they're in the capsule. That breaks off the rocket and they descend at an angle they normally wouldn't descend at. Oof. But it's better than going up and blowing up, you know? Definitely. So they came down really quickly, I believe, uh, 400 kilometers east of the launch pad. And they're both four inches shorter. Oh, I see. It wasn't right then and there. It just didn't pop off the top of the the rocket and, you know, go a half a mile and come down. You said 400 miles? 400 kilometers. From, the, from launch the launch site, site is where it landed, so but they, it went up. Yeah, they were going up, had an issue with the oh, boosters. Okay, gotcha. Decided. I thought it was right at the launch site where they no, had a no, 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 no. They were going, then they go, oh boy, this isn't good. Let's we got to get out of here. You think they had one of those strings like they used to have in subways or in trains? You pull this or the in bus, case of you know, and, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just pull in, you know, about a block later, they'd pull over to the side where Definitely. the emergency brakes would come on. Just asking. These are questions that need to be answered. Even when they re-enter... Get on that, Brad. ...as designed, that still hits pretty hard. For, Definitely. For the the shock on their body. Yeah, they, they had a parachute and all, but when they have to land like this, it's a real sharp, fast landing. Think they practice for that? Yes. No, I mean, do you think this is what it's going to feel like? I think, I think they, they'd have to, right? I think they the only practice they do is just taking shots of vodka. That's it. Well, Just one of them was an American. Yeah. So we have a well-trained American astronaut and then the vodka cosmonaut. Yeah, they might hold their liquor. Well, I don't know. Well, Who holds their liquor better? They'd have him drink vodka, too. Russians. They're not going to bring different booze just because he's a bougie American. I think, yeah, probably Russians hold their liquor better. I They're more so. practiced at it. <laughs> you, you can watch any of the shows where they travel over to Russia and they're drinking shots of vodka constantly with dinner. I lived in if I lived in Russia, I'd be drinking vodka all the time too. Oh yeah, what else is there to do? Besides yes. be cold. Exactly. Oh boy. Thank you. Winter. Uh the Doctor Javago. Moscow. Mm-hmm. No medal for you. Kremlin. Come. Cosmonaut. Look at my new steel teeth. Look American you <laughs> What, like Jaws from James Bond? Yeah, we have no, you know, we put steel. Steel teeth. Very good for yeah. to chew hard bread. Yeah, very crunchy. <laughs> Kanye West told met with Donald Trump today and told him he was misdiagnosed with his bipolar disorder and claims he's... Kanye West told that to the president? Yeah, and claims he's merely sleep deprived. Wait. Wait a minute. Kanye West told, Kanye West told the president yes. that he's... 
that who that is he's bipolar? Okay. Months after telling everyone that Kanye West suffered from bipolar disorder, Kanye West then went on to meet with Donald Trump today and say just he kidding. had been misdiagnosed and he is just sleep deprived. Oh, I got you. Okay. Because you never know with Kanye West. I wouldn't have been surprised. Mr. President, you're, you know, I've determined you're bipolar and sleep deprived. <laughs> we need to talk. Does Kanye. anybody have the nerve just to tell him to shut the hell up? Just Kanye shut West. up. No. He, he's going to do what he's going to do. And maybe it's good for him, maybe not. Uh, Kanye said that he had a 98 percentile IQ test and went on to say the doctor told him he wasn't actually bipolar. He has sleep deprivation, which can cause dementia 10 to 20 years from now when I wouldn't even remember my son's name. His IQ is 98? It says 98 percentile. Oh, so that could oh. be. Okay. However that works. Yeah, yeah. I've never taken an IQ test. I have. I know what it is. Yeah. It's not too hot. Uh, what is it? I think it's better than it was before. I got a four. I had to take it when they uh, wanted to draft me. You get four just for writing your name on it. (laughs) You get extra points. I misspelled it. (laughs) J-A-K. You've had your IQ tested? What is it? Do you know? What level? I don't know. I I did a test back in school. We did one. just say I didn't reach the genius level. Yeah, well, I did. So what does that get you? (laughs) It's a backwards world we live in. (laughs) Well, anybody who claims to be a genius and they find themselves in this business. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Automatically disqualified. Yeah, come on. I think I came in one point uh, um, over my daughter, who's 14. So I held that. in? Yeah, I held that over. <laughs> uh, nerd. <laughs> I was just like, whew. <laughs> Finally, some power still. There hey, is... I got confused. I think uh, when they had that uh, for the draft notice. Said, is this a screwdriver or a wrench? And I think I screwed that one up at the time. I know the difference between the two now, but I don't think I did then. Despite the fact that I worked in a hardware store. (laughs) I believe you. Okay. All right. There is now a President Reagan hologram live at the Presidential Library. Can you believe that? Uh, They they scare me. They Tupac'd it. Holograms? Yeah, Yeah. They're fascinating, but they're also creepy. Yeah, they say this is the first light-based depiction of a former commander-in-chief. They say, think Disney's Hall of Presidents on steroids. Their quote, not mine. What's he doing? Eating jelly beans? Funny enough. You will find the same America of unlimited hope and opportunity that had been left to us by our parents. That's the hologram. Mm -hmm. Win one for the Gipper. Yeah, here he is. That movie with the monkey. The cumulative weight of so much history is inescapable. One feels surrounded by illustrious predecessors, so much so, in fact, that out of respect for this office and the events which have transpired in it, I almost never removed my suit coat. You look back at some of these presidents in hindsight, oh, yeah, Ronald Reagan, you get a little teary-eyed, and you know, but I remember when he was in office, I couldn't stand him. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look back, oh, okay, not so bad, especially considering what, who the occupant of the White House is right now. By comparatively speaking, I look more fondly at the presidents I did not like back then. Sure, of course. But you you, you also kind of, just with any history, you kind of gloss over the bad parts. With Even with George W. Bush, uh, between the wars and everything going on, it's kind of, 
all kind of grayed over and glossed over now because we're oh. facing, you we know. T- yeah, we take those guys in a heartbeat. A worse version Third back, of Ronald Reagan yeah. and uh, George Bush. There's a primary challenge to this knuckle brain yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And we had to vote Republican. You know what we do. One vote for Warren Harding. But, I mean, you go back and you watch debates between Reagan and, and Bush Sr. Yeah. Back when they were running against each other in, in you know, 1980. And it's a, it's amazing how cordial they are and how w- well thought out they're trying to argue these political points as opposed to the, you know, the, the drop fest it is now. It's all Mark Zuckerberg's fault. Yeah. The thanks. head of the evil empire. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Finally... Kind of a feel-good story yeah. for you. There you go. There is a baby currently on a road trip to become the youngest person to visit all 50 states. Yo, baby. Hey, baby. What's so special about that? Is he uh, flying a plane? No, it's uh, his parents are from Australia, which I guess he's also from Australia. So they're taking well, their I guess five the dingo months. didn't eat the baby. Yeah, thank God. They made it without the dingo. Well, come on. I, I get it, Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah, come points. on. Seriously. Thank you. Seinfeld also points. Anyway, oh, sorry, it's a baby girl. Her parents, Tristy Yates and Cindy, Tristan Yates and Cindy Lim, are from Canberra. Yeah. And plan to visit all 50 states eventually over time. But when they got to the U.S. and began their trip in Maine, they found out about the All 50 States Club and decided, hey, why not bring a five month old baby on this massive road trip? Jeez. So there you go. Yeah, there's baby. people there all over this. You know, you got people, a lot of people from England, they know more, they've been to more states than we have, probably combined. Oh, birthdays, please. Yes, you got it. Don't look, Brad. Oh, yeah, Brad, don't look. Cheater. Oh, is Brad playing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brad's playing. I'll throw him my microphone. First up is Joan Cusack. <clears throat> Joan Cusack, what do you think? I go first. Uh, Joan Cusack is now 54. Oh, please, Brad, you go. 52. You don't even know who she is. 53. 56. Ah! Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good Friday. All right. <laughs> Jim Colbert Show, three to seven Fridays. <laughs> of Holland Oates fame, Daryl Hall. Daryl oh. Hall is now 71. 71? 72. Uh, what are on you doing? Brad was on the money, 72. Did he see oh. your notes? I don't think so. Yeah, baby. He doesn't, <laughs> have, it, he doesn't have his glasses he on. He doesn't even leave a gap, and then he just happens to get it on the money? Can you believe that? That son of a... Anyway, and oh wait, wait, wait! So Brad gets something here, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Give him the uh, thing. Okay, here you go, Brad. Kapuya, kapuya, kapuya. Number three. Number three. We have one Mister or Mrs. One Mister Luke Perry of Beverly Hills 9021. Damn. Brad, you go first for Luke Perry of Luke Beverly Perry. Hills. Luke Perry, fifty-five. Ooh, fifty-seven. I don't know, fifty-six. Should have gone lower. Fifty-two years of age today. That's the news, and uh, next time you hear the show, Mo will be doing it again, so rest easy. Young all right, we're going to open up the line. As soon as they all blink, Mr. Pinkman will pick one of you at random to play against him in a bonus round of Closest to the Pin next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. 
That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. Yeah, here we go. Cody's on the line for that special, for this special bonus round of closest to the pin. Uh, we got a couple of choices here. Uh, Cody can either play against Mr. Pinkman, or he can choose Mr. Pinkman or Brad, the executive producer for all gaming, to win. So we'll leave it up to Cody. All right, Cody, what do you want to do? You want to play against Pinkman, or you want to choose uh, Pinkman or uh, Brad? Can I ask if Pinkman heard my dispatch on the news junkie earlier? I sure did, Cody. You did, Mr. Owen Four. I gotta play against Pinkman. All right, okay, yeah. Brad. I also uh, called him Brandon, and I apologize about that. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That's what? okay. It's uh, he called him Brandon. I, I don't know yeah. what's going on. But he's zero four against Pinkman. Uh, all right, I'm confused. Who goes first? Uh, Pinkman go to, go goes first. to the soundproof Bird. booth. Yeah, all right, Cody. I got ten questions for you, including the crow question. All right, buddy. Yeah, man. All right, here we go. Let's count down for Cody. Keep score as well, please. I got it. Here we go, Cody. In three, two, one, begin. Cody, on this day, October 11th, Teddy Roosevelt became the first president to fly in an airplane. What year was that? 1937. The late singer Teddy Pendergrass rose to musical fame as the lead singer for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Pendergrass died in 2010 at what age? 92. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes had a hit song in 1973 titled The Love I Lost. It peaked at what number on the Billboard Top 100 chart? Number seven. Lost Horizon is a novel by English writer James Hilton and first published in what year? 1964. Lost Horizon is about the fictionalized Shangri-La in Tibet. What's the population of Tibet? Uh... 800,000. The Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico occurred in what year? Uh, 2003. In the millions, how many gallons of oil leaked from the Deepwater Horizon spill? 600. A 42-gallon barrel of crude oil produces how many gallons of gasoline? A what? A 42-gallon barrel of crude oil produces how many gallons of gasoline? Uh, I don't know, 60? The movie There Will Be Blood was all about oil. That film was released in what year? Uh, 88. Get it within 25, you went outright. If actor Daniel Day-Lewis was a crow in London, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the city of Bristol, England? 97. Time. All right. Oh, boy. All right. Got his time. I think Brad was playing along at home. He kept notes as well. Yeah. Were those your answers you were writing, Brad? You're writing your answers down? Brad, write okay. your answer. Don't give anything away. Let's yeah. just see how you did. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Hey. Pingman, pick up okay. the dice. We He's set back. your handicap at 18. Okay. Whatever you roll with the dice will add to 18, and uh, that will be the number you'll have to work with today Deal. as you play against Cody. So exciting. Yeah. Oh. At eight. Lame. Ooh, 26. Is that right? Uh, Ten questions for you, including the crow question. Brad is writing down his answers as well, just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> Deal. Here we go. Countdown. Keep score for Pinky. In three, two, one, go. Pinkman on this day, October 11th, Teddy Roosevelt became the first president to fly in an airplane. What year was that? That was 1921. The late singer Teddy Pendergrass rose to musical fame as the lead singer for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Pendergrass died in 2010 at what age? 
He was 81. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes had a hit song in 1973 titled The Love I Lost. It peaked at what number on the Billboard Top 100 chart? Four. Lost Horizon is a novel by English writer James Hilton, first published in what year? 1970. Lost Horizon is about the fictionalized Shangri-La in Tibet. What's the population of Tibet? That would be three million. The Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico occurred in what year? Two thousand six. In the millions, how many gallons of oil leaked from the Deepwater Horizon spill? Uh, two hundred. A forty-two gallon barrel of crude oil produces how many gallons of gasoline? Eighteen. The movie There Will Be Blood was all about oil. The film was released in what year? That was 2009. You know, within 25, you went outright. If actor Daniel Day-Lewis was a crow in London, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the city of Bristol? Uh, that would be 89. All right, time. I like that movie. Yeah, one of the, yeah, really good. Mm-hmm, one of my favorites. All right. What did you say it was? How many miles? 89. 89, okay. Got it. All right. Now let's record uh, Brad's score as well. Let's yeah. score this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt became the first president to fly in an airplane. What year was that? Uh, Cody said. 1937. Brad said. Brad. 1920. And Pinkman. 1921. It's 1910. So Brad would have got the point, but Pinkman gets it. Okay. Lead singer Teddy Pendergrass rose to musical fame as the lead singer for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Pendergrass died in 2010 at what age? Cody said. 92. Brad. 81. Pinkman. 72. 59. Oh, 70, 72 for, you went Brad first, 72 for Brad, 81 for Pinkman. Okay, sorry. So we'll, we'll go Cody, Brad, Pinkman. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, he's 59. He died at 59. 59. He was paralyzed in an automobile accident. Again, Jeez. Pinkman gets a point in the game. However, Brad would have had that one as well. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes had a hit song in 73 titled The Love I Lost. It peaked at what number on the Billboard Top 100 chart? Cody said seven. Yeah. Brad said four. Yeah. Pinkman said four. Somebody got it right on the money. Seven. Oh, double Lame. points for Cody. Tie game. Lost Horizon, a novel by English writer James Hilton, first published in what year? Cody said 1964. Brad said 1890. Yeah. And Pinkman, 1970. 1933. So Cody gets the point. 33. Yeah, Cody gets it regardless. Lost Horizon about the fictionalized Shangri-La in Tibet. What's the population of Tibet? Uh, Cody said 800,000. Brad said 200,000. No, 800,000 as well. And Pinkman said uh, 3 million. Off by just a skosh. 2.9 million. Oh, Pinkman! The Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico occurred in what year? Uh, Cody said 2003. Brad said 2006, and so did Pinkman. 2010. Oh, Pinkman. And Brad would have had that. In the millions, how many gallons of oil leaked from the Deepwater Horizon spill? Cody said. Cody said 60. 60 million. Or was it 600? 600 million. Okay, 600 million. 600 million. And Brad said 700 million, and Pinkman said 200 million. Off by a scotch. $210 $210 million. Oh, yes. Pinkman. Take that, Brad. I'm smarter than you. A 42-gallon <laughs> barrel of crude oil produces how many gallons of gasoline? Cody said 60 gallons. Brad said 12 gallons. And Pinkman said 18 gallons. What number? 22. Pinkman. Oh, yeah.
The movie There Will Be Blood was all about oil. The film was released in what year? Uh, Cody said 1988, way off there. Brad said 04, Pikmin 09. 27, 2007. Oh, oh Pikmin gets that as well. <laughs> What's the score? He's cleaning up now. Pinkman has it 7-3 to three versus Cody, and it would have been, uh, he'd be beating Brad as well. Get it within 25, you went outright. If actor Daniel Day-Lewis was a crow in London, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the city of Bristol, England? Ooh. Cody said 97 miles, yeah. Brad said 84 miles, and Pinkman said 89 miles. In fact, if Daniel Day-Lewis was a crow in London... And he, he would have to flap his wings in order to reach Bristol, England. He would f- have to fly a total of 107 miles. Oh, that's within 10 for Cody. And that means, despite Pinkman oh winning God. on point six to four, Cody wins it on miles and is now has his first victory over Pinkman. Congratulations, Cody. You pulled it out in the Yay. end. Good fortune for you for the rest of your life. Thanks for playing that bonus round of closest to the pin. Remember, <laughs> close only counts in horseshoes. This is the worst. You got so he Cody, spanked him. He sent the dispatch to the news junkie. He claimed how he's 0-4 against Pinkman, and he gets his first win after losing the game but winning on mileage. All of London was in a festive mood. Nice. You're one, 1844, and all of London is in a festive mood. But not old Scrooge, who sits by the light of a flickering candle eating his cold porridge. At fruit. One more mile, he would have been out. <laughs> oh, you did well to laugh. It felt good. You even did well with that, with that yeah. one. Yeah, Brad uh. would have. It would have been closer, but Brad would have lost as well. Oh wait, what did you add on mileage? He had the he had. Uh, oh, he was further away. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> uh, Congratulations, Cody. <laughs> we'll Cody. take a break when we come back. Jack's audio file, and don't forget, Pat Clark with sports in a bit on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. I have a dream. And the agony of defeat. I got bronchitis. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Think you're having a bad day? Take a look at those photos and videos from Mexico Beach and the Panhandle. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. And that is exactly what we are talking about today. Six now reported dead. And as the rescue and search uh, efforts are now underway in the Panhandle of Florida and beyond, Hurricane Michael did its damage yesterday the aftermath being realized today. And I'm starting to hear from a lot of our herb storm chasers that were down at the impact of landfall, and they are saying that Panama City is a lot worse than the video we've seen so far, and they're saying the area around Tyndall Air Force Base is very bad, and that Mexico Beach area is horrendous. Yeah, the Mexico Beach area, Jim, that's where uh, CNN got in there uh, pretty early. Uh, we have some video posted on our website at realradio.fm of some drone coverage of the area. Yeah. Uh, Brooke Baldwin with CNN uh, had to fly in because there was no other way in. But this is uh, just a little audio from her as they make that first pass over once, what once was Mexico Beach in the Panhandle, about 40 miles east of Panama City Beach uh, in Florida. Here's Brooke Baldwin from CNN. 
flying over the affected area. Go, Brooke. Don't now, be Brooke. shy. Brooke is shy, though. Look at that wheel spin round and round, Pink. Sure, so you can see, you know, home after home, what, what, what was a home just flattens. So many of the homes I'm looking at made of wood. And, you know, when you, when you think of the, the, the sheer force of those hurricane winds clocked at 155 miles an hour on both sides. It, you know, Chad talked a lot about how the hurricane took that right turn, and this is precisely where it's a turn. And Mexico Beach is a town about two miles wide by, by, by three miles long. It's, it's, not, it's not huge, but it's this quaint little seaside town. About a thousand people live here year-round, and I, I have no words. I never heard of Mexico Beach. Neither have I. I've been here forever now. I never lived in that part of Florida. But right. Never heard about it until yesterday. Right. Um, yeah. So for those who decided to stay, it, this is why you you know you dodge it. You say, oh, it's, they always say it's going to be bad, but it, you know it never is. And for some reason, you decide, oh, I'm just going to wait it out. This is this is why you don't. It doesn't take a lot to, to uh, you don't have to see a lot to realize this was the one, and, and that just for last time with Hurricane Irma a year ago, we had that week long of prep and worry right. and concern and getting ready, and this thing just pops up, and a couple days later, just tearing its destructive path. Here's a, a little audio from a person who stayed behind but uh, regrets it and said he won't make that mistake again. trees and knocking out power for an expected hundreds of thousands along the way. The dumbest thing I've ever done in 77 years is to stay through a hurricane. When they say evacuate again, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You hear more and more of those people nowadays and yeah. say, well, yeah, it was a big piece of cake. You hear more and more of people who, who, who stayed during these storms saying that was the dumbest thing I ever did. Right, Eesh. you know a lot of you know, there's some people they can't you know they can't move, they can't get out, they can't afford to go someplace, and some of those shelters up in the Panhandle they couldn't even open them because they weren't equipped for this level of uh, of storm. Eesh. So anyway, that's a story that will continue as uh, uh, as we get together. Uh, aid and humanitarian efforts, and you know charities and Red Cross on scene, and you'll start. Hearing a lot of that support for the people affected yeah. by by this storm um, up in Washington, the president has is on again, off again relationship with Kanye West is on again. Here is uh, POTUS President Donald J. Trump talking about his friend, his uh, his pal <laughs> Kanye West. He loves what we're doing for African American jobs for so many different things. So there you go, speaking well of Kanye, Kanye speaking well of the president. As a matter of fact, Mr. Pinkman, he was at the White House today. Mr. Pinkman has some audio that's been kind of um, uh, enhanced, I don't know, with maybe some music, which uh, you'll hear. You can actually see this video on our website at realradio.fm. The four gentlemen that wrote the 13th Amendment, um, and I think the way the universe works, it's perfect. We don't have 13 floors, do we? Like a scene out of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's a scene between uh, Kanye in the White House just 
pontificating about the 13th Amendment. <laughs> but uh, you can actually see that um, at our website over on CNN. Don Lemon had a panel yeah. together, and they were talking about uh, uh, Kanye and his <laughs> oh, yeah. relationship with you the president. That? Yeah, I, I don't have oh. them saying the, the word. They're, they're talking about, well... I'll play what they have, and then we can talk about yeah, what sure. else might have yeah. been said. Here you go. Kanye West is what happens when Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read, um, and and we have this now, and now Donald Trump is going to use it and pervert it, and he's going to have somebody who can stand with him and take pictures. Yeah, anyway, that's a comment from a former, I believe, South Carolina state lawmaker. Yes. So, uh, and Tara Setmeyer was also on set, and she referred to uh, Kanye West as his uh, the president's token Negro. Here's a little more from Tara Setmeyer. Maybe it'll work, Tara. Will it? I don't know. Work for who? <laughs> it's not going to work in the black community. Listen, black folks are about to you know, trade Kanye West in the racial draft. Okay, they've had it with him. So there you go. Not so, a bad line. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, you know a little fallout from you know. Uh, you I, know. Yeah, I wonder whether uh, white people say eh, I'm not going to say anything. You, you can say, look, the guy's a doofus. It doesn't matter whether he's black or white or anything in between. It's yeah. just a, I mean, come on, grow up, stop being such an idiot. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether you're mentally unbalanced or whether you're just seeking publicity, a combination of the two, but it's okay for anybody to say, come on, knock it off, bub. Yeah. It's just stupid. I mean, what was it? It was after come Hurricane on. Katrina, Kanye West, when he uh, proclaimed uh, George W. Bush doesn't like black people. Yeah, whatever. You know, just you know, just, just zip it, all right? Standing next to a shocked Mike Myers. You know, everybody, you're, you're allowed to say, come on, that's nonsense. Liberal, conservative, black, white. Come on, what are you doing? You're getting your two, 15 minutes of fame with the president? You see the desk that they were at? The president had everything cleared off the desk. Uh-huh. That's... I don't know whether he thought, you know, maybe the Secret Service had, look, this guy's a little strange. Don't have anything you can pick up and throw. Nice now, desk, though. I think they, they kind of suit it for whatever meeting, whatever's on the agenda that day, but they keep it pretty uh, sparsely uh, populated on that desk. There's not a lot of stuff on there. I don't even know if it was an Oval Office desk. Well, you think they different... brought in a fake desk? No, I think they might have gone to a different office. Oh. Well, here you go, Jim. I want to leave you with some music today. Okay. Uh, because this week would have been John Lennon's 78th birthday. Get out. And to celebrate his life... His late wife, Yoko Ono, released a cover of okay. a John Lennon song. She's an artist. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Get out. This is legit. That's auto. No hell. <laughs> Be lost. No. It's true. Above us on this sky. That is not Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> that is Yoko Ono covering Imagine. Well, uh, John Lennon celebrating the week that would have been his 78th birthday. More bilingual than we are. Yeah, he was assassinated back in 1980 on uh, at the age of 40. And uh, that's your audio file for today. Thank you, Jack. Good job. We'll take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk some sports with Pat Clark, who handles sports over at Channel 2, next on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. San Francisco, California has been dubbed the doo-doo capital in the United States. Finally, maybe Florida can catch a break. Next, you can apparently now vape vitamins. Cool. Now at least you can be a health-conscious douche. 
I'm joking. Don't text me vape people. Finally, employees of an animal hospital in Hawaii were receiving a bunch of mysterious phone calls. It turns out they were being prank called by a gecko that was making calls by crawling all over a phone. Aloha lizard but dial brother. <laughs> Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Eye Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. From... Alright, kill it, kill it, kill it. Randy kill it. Travis, that's a little bit. Yeah, just kill it. I don't want to hear it again. Just take it off forever. the shelf forever. Here you go. Every Thursday at this time, we talk with Pat Clark, who handles sports over Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. Time to talk some sports and maybe some other things as well. Please welcome Pat Clark back to the program. Hello, Patrick. Hello, James. How are you? Doing okay. Sound like you have a cold. Am I reading that? I do. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know how this happened, but it just kind of came on suddenly uh, about a day ago. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine. I'm, a, I'm a competitor, James. You know, I know that. that. I know that. No doubt about it. Let's move right into it. Uh, UCF Knights now number ten. Gators move into the top twenty with a big, big, gigantic, unbelievable, fantastic, mighty Florida yeah. Gator win over LSU last weekend. <laughs> that was awesome. It was. It was a great game. And it's been a while, as you know, James since the Gators have had any kind of buzz around that football program right. that has returned. And not only did they, you know, they, they, they honored Tim Tebow, but what a perfect day for them to win a game of that magnitude. It's just been such a long time for the Gators, you know, and to, to back up the win at Mississippi State with one against LSU. I think a lot of folks thought that those were two games that Florida just would not win, but now they win both. And to your point, they're now in the, Top 20, ranked 14th in the country. So who knows what's going to happen? They got a big game against Georgia coming up yeah. uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Dan Mullen said just this week when asked if the game against Vandy this coming Saturday was a trap game, one of those games that you kind of look past. Uh, he he said he doesn't believe so. He believes that his players are getting better and better each week, and that they won't look past Vandy. This is good for Florida. You know, the Gator fans have to be rejoicing. They haven't had a lot to cheer about in a long time, so this is good for them. Yeah, the defense looked like the old Gator defense uh, there for a while. Yes, it did. Yeah. Well, um, well, let's talk about our home, my hometown team, the UCF Knights. Yes. Who are now number 10 in the nation facing Memphis this weekend. In Memphis, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And, and no Memphis, remember, is, is the team that lost to UCF in the AAC title game, that double overtime. Right. 62-55 to 55 thriller last December. So Memphis is going to believe that it has a score to settle. Mm-hmm. And you know, James, and all of your listeners know, that so far this season, UCF has had no peer. There is, there is no team that has come even close to giving them a challenge. Memphis believes that it will be that team. And I think the line of the game, James, is only four and a half, maybe five points. You're kidding. Um, so the Ozmakers actually believe that this is going to be a good football game as well. You know, the funny thing about UCF's schedule, and keeping in mind that their game against North Carolina, which was supposed to be played at Chapel Hill, uh, the one that was uh, uh, Florence is, uh, is what canceled that. UCF has not played a road game since its opening game of the year on August 30th. Isn't that amazing? I mean, here we are in the middle of October, and they're going out on the road for just a second time, and then they play on the road again at East Carolina next week, but then only have one more road game, and that's in-state against USF the day after Thanksgiving. That should so, be a good game, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. It should be. They're going to have a couple of good games left on 
on their schedule. And maybe this is the, the ultimate litmus test for this team this season, just given that they haven't had uh, much competition. Maybe Memphis is going to show them something, and maybe this game is going to be entertaining in a way that some other games, most other games, all other games have not been entertaining, and that is that it wasn't competitive between the two teams. Maybe they're going to maybe they're going to find a match this weekend, but it is so good, James. Yeah, yeah, mark mark it down, Jack. Games, yeah. just... I'm marking. Okay. Uh, UCF over Memphis, 33-16. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. 33-16, UCF over Memphis. Low scoring affair. Take it to the bank. He, he just guesses, Pat. I do not guess. <laughs> I am a handicapper. I am. I don't want to go there because uh, I could get in trouble with a certain federal agency, so I don't want to talk about it. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Well, the Yankees Red Sox, of course, mm-hmm. and I was rooting for the Yankees, so was Jack. Jack was at that uh, blowout game where the Red Sox won 16-1. to You were there, Jack? I was, Pat. <laughs> Oh, man. You got that I right, have, Pat. You may, have, you may have contributed to that loss. That was awful. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. was. Did you stay for the whole game? Uh, eighth inning, once uh, Holt hit the home run, completing the cycle is when it's like, all right, let's let's catch the uh, the, the four train out of here. Yeah. Well, you have to admit, I mean, you at least, Jack, you witnessed history. Because no player in the history of Major League Baseball had ever hit for the cycle in a postseason game. So you can at least take that to your grave with you. Even if your beloved Yankees didn't win, yeah. you have to witness history, right? Can you find some solace in that? It, to, well, actually, two bits of history, Pat. That was one of them. And the other one was, in the history of the New York Yankees, they have now played in 397 postseason games. Yeah, there you go. And I was at the one with their worst loss of all 397. Well, you're a big man when you could admit it. You know, you're, you're a big right. man. You can say, look, I was there. They got clobbered. Yep. They got spanked. They got shellacked. Drank my $15 that's, beers. That's, the yeah. way, that's, that's just the way it goes. It was a nail-biter that last game down to the bottom of the ninth. You know, and it's a yeah. game of inches. They always call it the game of inches. You know, I mean, right. you stretch out. The Boston first baseman stretches out. You know, if all of a sudden, you know, he had a hip pointer or a twinge in his fanny, you know, he might have missed that ball. Different ball game. Right. But for pure talent uh, appreciation so far in the playoffs, this just hasn't been much fun. I mean, there have been mm-hmm. there've been sweeps in these series. So let's hope once we get to the championship series, which begin tomorrow night, that these games become more exciting. I hope so. And, Jack, you don't really have anything to root for right now. Yeah, it's weird. I guess the Brewers. I don't know. Um, I can't just can't root for the Red Sox because most of their fans are assholes. And mm-hmm. you know, and then Houston yeah, won he last year. So. Yeah, he's you know diehard Yankee fan. Yeah, I got a Yankees cap. You know, when Jack was in New York, I said, "Give me a Yankees cap, will you?" You know, my brother was a Yankees <laughs> fan. My brother got a photo with Phil Rizzuto. In fact, it's a true story. My my brother was in the running to be a Bat Boy. For the Yankees, way back in the uh, way back in the fifties, uh, but he didn't want to. Pol- yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't like the idea of you know polishing, you know the the the, the cleats, and you had to do that uh, back then. <laughs> and my brother wasn't really a go getter, so when they said, "Guess what? You're going to have to sit down there with some kiwi black shoe polish every damn single day before every game and polish those cleats," and he's like, "So uh, I kind of gave up wow. on that." But he does so. I so I got my Yankees cap on right now, and I said, and I was going to wear it home, drive it, uh, wear it home last night, driving home. And I said, now until the Red Sox are out of it, I'm not wearing a Yankees cap in public. 
I just can't. I don't have that. I don't have that courage. I don't have that nerve. Just put your "Make America Great Again" hat back on. You know, didn't uh, you win at my golf tournament years ago? A Yankee jacket, a really nice Yankees jacket, and give it to Jack. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was lovely, and I I was gonna bring it, but it was just a little warm for that game, or maybe a little tight. No, it's big. It's a big one. Okay. <laughs> Even now, it still fits. It's like that tuxedo he gave Jack. I said, this thing doesn't fit anymore. I know you can do it. I get Jim's hand-me-downs. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about your Yankees, Jack. Thanks, Pat. All right, let's move on to, Go Brew, uh, Brew. Let's move on to the Orlando Magic. That I, I'll be honest with you. I know nothing about the Orlando Magic now. I just don't, and I suppose I should. How's their preseason been? It's been... Um, with regard to fans, it's it's become very easy to be, be lethargic. With regard to the Magic, they just you know when your team hasn't made the playoffs in six seasons, then you know w- what are you thinking about? Number seven must be imminent. Um, however, uh, they looked pretty good last night, and Jonathan Isaac, who's had all sorts of problems with his foot and his ankle, played last night and scored 15 points. Actually, showed signs of brilliance every now and again. So. You know, it's we've talked about this before, James. Yeah. It is just so hard when you get a team that just hasn't been performing, and you know, people are paying good money for these tickets to go to these games, and they expect the quality of the product to be better. You know, it it, it needs to be up to par with the kind of money that you're spending, but it hasn't been for the longest time. So, is this going to be the next season that they don't make the playoffs? Well, the odds say yes because it's a young team. They have some new faces. They have a new head coach. I like Steve Clifford. I've said that here before. Uh, their season starts next Wednesday, James. I mean, they they used to wait until the end of October, early November to start, but they get going next Wednesday. They'll start playing for keeps. So yeah. I suppose we should reserve judgment until we see how they come out of the box and see if, uh, you know, see if, see if they can play well and win some games early this season. Now, when you talk about uh, fan appreciation uh, or attachment to a team, you know, the Orlando Magic, and we've talked about this, I don't know how many times, ever since we started chatting, you know, the name of the game is to put fannies in the seat. You know, you, right. that's what they want. It's like, we want a great team, great entertainment, we're, but we're in the business of making some money off this team. And the same right. thing goes for Orlando City, which oh. has just had a miserable uh, season, and you wonder, you know, whether next season, you know, how do you get those fannies in the seat, you know, that's, uh, right. you know, that's income, you know, that's entertainment slash recreation income. And people say, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I could use, maybe I could use that money for something, that water ski lessons as opposed to, you know, Orlando and City. Are. And, and, and people are. And I have to ask you this, James, because I'm curious, and I don't get to listen to your show as often as I'd like. But do you, you know, it used to be when Orlando City was going gangbusters, even yeah. before they... Even before they became a member of MLS, when you and I and uh, a few others were talking about this team as one that will eventually be an MLS squad, mm-hmm. you used to talk about the franchise all the time I on did. your show. And I'm just wondering if you still do that. No. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Well, everybody that I knew, uh, you know, whether gone. it was uh, the coach or, you know, Phil Rollins, who's gone, I mean, the only person who I know affiliated with uh, with uh, Orlando City's Kay Rollins. You know, I don't know any of the players. I don't know any of the coaches. I don't, you know, I, there's, there, there's, no, there's no connection. 
And uh, it's all different now, isn't it? It's 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 very different. And I'll be honest, I don't uh, I don't watch every match. I don't listen to every match. Uh, we carry him here on real radio and across at our sister stations on TV. But I don't. Right. Part of the reason I don't is because I think I have a pretty good appreciation for quality soccer. And right. uh, I'm sorry, there's a world of difference, and I say it all the time. People make fun of me for saying it, but you watch soccer from teams that are playing. You know, in in England or Italy or Spain or Germany, and the you watch those games, then you start watching MLS. It's just not the same, unless right. maybe you've got a player that used to play in one of those leagues that has come over to the United States to help out. Yeah. And they're still terrific, some of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I wish them all the best. Uh, call me a fair weather fan know, or whatever, how, but you know how right. quickly how quickly the the honeymoon ended and the novelty wore off because it has. That's my concern, uh, yeah. Uh, and how drastically this franchise has changed. Usually, if there's drastic change in a franchise, whether it's MLS or NBA, NFL, whatever, it takes years for that to happen. I mean, we we thought that the pieces to the puzzle were in place. What was it, three years ago? Has mm-hmm. it been three years since they joined MLS, three or four seasons? You know, and, and to your point, James, there's so few people left. You know, Adrian Heath is gone. I thought, uh, obviously, wrongly so, that he was going to be the head coach of that franchise as long as he wanted to be. You know, but maybe I was just being silly at the time. Well, key people and, have left, and uh, for a while, and uh, I'm not going to get into the dirty t- details about my uh, my relationship with Phil Rollins it's not worthy of right. commenting on it's nobody's business anyway isn't it was... that, but isn't that too bad though I mean who'd have thought it's just too bad all of this is but he had, so but, much... but Phil and Kay put together a great marketing team you remember when they, they first started out and they were here and there and then the stickers and the and the, and and that's Magnus. not there that's not there anymore. That's not part of Orlando City anymore as far as I can. I mean they have a marketing team, certainly PR and all that stuff, but no nowhere near at least in my estimation the level of what they had in the beginning. No, nothing, nothing close. So that's kind of sad. In a way. You know, they've won they've won one match in their last 21, I think. It, that's just you can't even think about that. that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, if I, that early yeah. in the season had won six matches in a row, you know, and then after that to win one of the next 21. Right. Well, I don't know. Hopefully it'll turn around. Let me ask you one more thing, and I don't think uh, – did you watch the McGregor-Khabib fight? Do you, do you get into that? I don't. They, no, I don't either. I, I like I, boxing. I, I, don't, but I, I obviously read all about it. I, the next morning I woke up and I turned on ESPN, and the first thing that I hear is Stephen A. Smith because he was there, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. that guy – just, you know, his voice, just, uh, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. But he was going nuts, and they were all talking about this stuff. And I still haven't seen all the video about what happened out in the crowd, but it was it was a complete mess, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't watch the fight. I, I saw the mess after the fight. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of that type of, uh, if you I'm want to call either. it fighting. I just And uh, I, I'm not proud to say that I like prize fighting, but I do. And the big fights, I watch. And then I say, and I get into like this uh, back and forth, almost a split personality. Where I say, Jim, you shouldn't be. I mean, this is they're just beating each other's brains into gravy, right? And you're approving of this and and paying them for this. And then, but you know, I, I hearken back, I flashbacks 
to the time when the Little Piston became the featherweight champion of Barracks B at Miami Military School and had dreams of becoming, <laughs> going golden gloves. And, uh, you know, it happens. You know, it must just, have been a great time for you, James. It was. It was, um, it was. It was magnificent. You know, you get to wear those satin shorts that you pull up to your, right under your nipples and uh, <laughs> get right out there. Start, you last show. Yeah, it's that it's that left hook. It's that left. You got to. You know, it's that left hook. You know, righties hate to fight against lefties because righties always practice against lefties. They always get in the ring and spar against uh, righties. I mean, so when they yeah. go up against the lefty, they don't know what's happening to them. Well, I remember reading somewhere that that was your money punch. <laughs> it I is. Remember that. Yeah, I was. Yeah. It was. Uh, you know, little piston. <laughs> oh boy. All right. What's the matter? I'm going to find the photographs. I will find the photographs, and you're all going to have to eat crow. I know you sit there and you say, this is a big fabrication. This is a fable. This is a gigantic lie. And But I do have the photographs hidden away. It's like he's reading our minds. Him, James. So, all right, Patrick, have a great weekend, will you please? All right, James. You got it. Take care of that cold. All right. You got Thank it. you. Pat Clark handles sports over at Channel 2. <laughs> You know, that dancing. Don't do that dancing. That's a waste of energy. The, the yeah, moving the, the around? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a, complete, that's a complete waste of energy. Any qualified and good boxing coach will say, don't do that. They'll say, do not do that. Just don't do that. Don't put your feet together at any time because once you put your feet together and you get hit, maybe even with a jab, you'll go down. You're so out of balance. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. A brand new week And that's gone. That was so brand new. We weren't aware of that particular lyric. I heard it Whoa. one time already. What I'm like, oh, the brand new Weezer. I go, I'm totally playing this at five o'clock, and didn't realize that's not the radio mm-hmm. version of it. God, so. uh, watch out for a Weezer. That's what <laughs> I always say. I'm like, oh, what are they going to do wow. with this word? Oh, they actually wow. said it. So yeah, brand new Weezer, not safe for little ears. Thanks to Pat Clark for joining <laughs> us uh, last half hour. Talked some sports. Uh, we said this at the beginning of the program. If you think you're having a bad day, you're on your way home right now. Traffic is miserable. It's all jammed up. The boss was yakking at you. You're behind, you know, in your work schedule, whatever the case might be. You know, you're going to get home. Somebody's going to get on your case. You're thinking you're having a bad day. Just take the opportunity to see some photos or video coming out of Mexico Beach and Panama City. There are now more reports coming out of Panama City that it looks even worse than it did this morning. Uh, Mexico Beach, it's it's just not there, so to speak. I don't. I wonder whether there's any dwelling in Mexico Beach that's habitable. Uh, and they showed the this aerial footage. It was just like just this vastness and a lot of just debris, and then occasional structures. You don't know what kind of condition they're in and you you do wonder what was it about those structures that were different from everyone around it that was obliterated and yeah, it might have been newer i would imagine mexico beach to a certain degree is one of those old you know gulf coast fishing villages used to be and then the developers come in put up the condos and maybe some of the newer dwellings withstood the storm a little bit better who knows but 
you know, you might be watching TV. It's like, oh, there's our condo. My God, it's still got the roof. That's going to be great. You get down there, and you open up the door, and there's a boat inside. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, they say six deaths now confirmed as the hurricane devastation is revealed. And even if revealed. your dwelling was okay, let's say, eh, we got a little bit of damage, you know, a tree fell on a gutter, and we're going to have to replace that, a couple of shingles, and Mexico Beach. What else are you going to do there? What? Why? Why would you even go there? Let's just say oh, I got a condo came out okay, you know, but uh, everything else is just looks like uh, a bomb went off. You're not going to be. Able, what would you enjoy? Number one, everybody probably wouldn't like you. Ah, you know, you walk around town and you know people have lost everything. Well, how'd you do? Oh well, so everything's fine. You know, condo's fine. Everything's uh, hunky dory. Well, that's not going to go over very well either, probably. I just don't know why you would. I don't even know if you can put anything for sale. Call your insurance agent and say, yeah, if you don't mind if you can get there in the next few months or so. Because I believe there's no access to Mexico Beach. There's not a lot of access to Panama Beach, Panama City Beach. Yeah, a lot of rebuilding. Yeah, and that always brings up, and I've got a bug up my butt about this kind of stuff because I've been here so long, whether in South Florida or here, and you just see the development along the beach and, you know, things get destroyed and, you, and uh, you know, inlanders, you know, will have to help pay for it. I, and, I, and I've said this time and time again, I don't mind that if that's your major domicile, that's your family home or whatever, but... Uh, you know, you're going to get tagged Pinkman on some kind of insurance policy to help somebody, uh, you know, rebuild their vacation condo. I don't, like I don't that. think that's a. I don't think that's a financial burden that we ought to carry. I really don't. You know, they get a. You get a break on your insurance. You might get a break as far as a low interest loan to rebuild. Maybe all taxpayer supported. Yeah. Call me hard hearted. Maybe it's because I can't afford a condo at the beach. <laughs> Here's Beth on Real Radio. Go ahead, Beth. Hey. Yeah. Um, you know Jim Cantori, Weather Channel. Sure. What do you think of that Stephanie Abrams? To me, she's like the junior. She's trying to be just like Jim Cantori. She's she the one that was, uh, she was, the, was the one that was reporting from the overturned train this morning? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I'm like, get the hell away from that train, girl. You don't know whether any of those railroad you know, t- wheels are going to just fall off. They're not going to fall off. Oh, yeah, they are. Because no, they're, they're not. Really, yes, they would. But anyway, I'm just waiting <laughs> do- for her. But she's like the female Jim Cantori. Beth, she's doing like a Donald Trump on me. I mean, the <laughs> wheels are not going to fall off, all right? The wind can blow these things over. But, the you know, the wheel is not going to fall off. Well, the wheels are <laughs> there when they are upright. But they are not like really stable, and it would have been bad with you know if one had come off and just smashed her ass, like the two by four almost hit Jim Cantori. Two True. by four. Then the guy with CNN and almost got his head sliced off by a piece of uh, metal. Sooner or later, this sooner or later it, this will it, happen, and the rest of us say, "Why didn't they do something about this? Why don't they send robots out there?" 
and it's all for ratings, and you got to put human beings out there to see what it's really like. But some sooner or later, someone will probably get struck by something, and uh, and, I and, agree and be with that, but you know, be she dead. Just reminds me of the, she's trying to be like Jim, Miss Badass out there, you know. I kind of like her. Stand in the wind. Oh well, yeah. I thought her reporting from the rail overturned railroad cars. I mean, that was shocking in itself. Yeah, you know, you well, turn on the Weather Channel, she's standing near, I don't know how many of those railroad cars. Maybe if like, one turns over, they all turn over. Yeah. Like dominoes. Like, just like a train set. Yeah, yeah. like dominoes. Yeah, yeah. or like yep. a, duh, you're right, Jack, a train set. Yeah. I didn't mean duh for you, I mean duh for me. <laughs> yeah, duh, yeah, I Jack. Got it. <laughs> Idiot. I took it as duh for you. <laughs> what is it? You, know, what, you don't like her because she's... Female. Female? She's misogynistic. Come on, Beth, get on board. You're not being sexist, are you? It's 2018. No, you got no, a thing no. for Cantori. No, no, no. Yeah, you got I, a. Oh, yeah, God, you got no, a. No, I do not. Yeah, you got a thing I for Cantori. Not hardly. No way. No right. way, Jose. I bet. I'll bet, what? Beth. You're what, just what? waiting for a storm so you can see Jim Cantori out there. No, no, I don't think so. These tight shirts. <laughs> I think not. They get a little That's excited. Right. I said this the other day. I saw, I don't know if it was Cantori, but there were two of them. And uh, it appeared to me that they were over-caffeinated. It was like, settle down, okay? I mean, they're, they they're, they're really, <laughs> they're jumping around like uh, like uh, like monkeys with a tin cup. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they're like organ grinder monkeys out there <laughs> jumping around. It's like, settle down. <laughs> yep. Got that right. All right. Okay. That's right, it. Nothing well, else. No. That's Who else you it. want to pick I on? Want, <laughs> I just wanted to say to Jack, I'm sorry about your Yankees, like I'm sorry about my Braves. So. Yeah. Sorry about that. Kinda, Thanks. Well, we're, we're on the sidelines now. Time. Well, yeah, we are. Those of There's us who are big sports fans, year. you know, what we say that's sports. That's it. Right. That's it, okay. folks. Enough for you. Right, Thanks, Beth. Beth. Have a good weekend. All right. See you later. Uh, Jim, Talk you to go you to realradio.fm. Yeah. If you click on show, select Phillips file, you can see drone footage of Mexico Beach. And it's just, it's eerie and it's sad yeah. all at the same time. It's really sad. Yeah. Just because, you know, everything, you know, just think you, your home just being a pile of rubble. Yeah, where not it now everybody stands. in Mexico Beach is, hey, uh, I'm a big deal. You know, they're all yeah. condos, people, rich people losing their condos. That's not. Exactly the way it is. Apalachicola got hammered. Mm-hmm. And Mexico Beach, Panama City Beach, Panama City got hammered. Tyndall uh, Air Force Base. Is that right? Is that the one of the panhandle? They got slammed. I think the uh, the weather instruments at uh, Tyndall Air Force Base uh, blew off. Hey. They couldn't record anything. The wind was so strong. Jeez. Oh, there goes the wind gauge. It was at 155 at Corporal, Landfall. Corporal, go get that. Ooh. Yeah, it says Tyndall Air Force Base was leveled by Hurricane Michael. Leveled? That's what this that's what this here headline is telling me. It says fighter jets are seen inside roofless hangars. I thought they moved all those things. I thought they that says there's pictures of them. They're sitting there. Oh, so there's gonna be hell to pay. Yeah, Unless because you, they're supposed to get out of there. I thought they were supposed to fly those things to another Air Force yeah. Base out of harm's way. It's Someone's trip. in trouble. Somebody's gonna lose their promotion. Oh, Brad said it's a drone plane. Ooh. It doesn't matter. They're, They're still, still expensive. expensive. <laughs> it's the Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. 
Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is Closest to the Pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Coming off a big loss yesterday. Oh, that was a tearjerker. Oh, you screwed yourself. I sure did. But anyway, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Time for that regular round. I'm playing against Scott Elliott as the backup. What's the prize? Oh, oh, bro, get a load of this. Tell him. A pair of tickets to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. (laughs) Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights features ten terrifying houses, five sinister scare zones, and outrageous entertainment. Visit HalloweenHorrorNights.com for all the gory details. Outstanding. Let's get Scott on the board. Hello, Scott. How are you, Flo? We're doing great. We have a great prize for you, as you can, yeah, uh, as you hear. And, uh, you know, it's something many people have been dreaming about. So Brad sent this category called Dream On. Brad, co-producer for All Gaming here on The File. Thanks, Brad. Dream On. It's actually movies with dream in their titles. Uh, they talked about movies, uh, dream meanings last week. So uh, they were talking about the meaning of dreams, and so we got dream movies now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. We're going to reset the clock for you. Pinky's going to keep track of your answers. Darn heckin' right. And we're going to go in three, two, one. Requiem for a Dream is a 2000 psychological thriller delving into the horrors of drug addiction. It stars Jennifer Connelly, Jared Leto, and Ellen Burstyn. Um, how old is Miss Burstyn? 74. There are a few movie versions of A Midsummer Night's Dream. The first live-action color film starred Helen Mirren, Judy Dench, and Diana Rigg and was released in this year. 1935. Running Down a Dream is a 2007 documentary film about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers directed by Peter Bogdanovich. How old was Tom when he passed away last year? 64. Tucker, The Man and His Dream is a biographical drama film directed by Francis Ford Coppola and starring Jeff Bridges, Christian Slater, and Joan Allen. What year was it released? 1989. The Jacksons, An American Dream, was a miniseries broadcast on ABC. How many hours did it run? 42. Time. Okay, let's put you on hold. You got that answer of 42 hours for that broadcast? Uh, I got it, bro. Okay, let's wave Jim back in. And uh, and he uh, is, Scott, is competing for Halloween Horror Night tickets. You can get them as well. We are giving away Halloween Horror Night tickets every day on Real Radio on the Daily Five. That's on our website. You go to realradio.fm slash the Daily Five. And every day we post five names of listeners. If your name is on the list, be the first one to contact us, and we'll give you two tickets to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. And if no one wins, like if no one claimed yesterday's prize, the prize rolls over to the next day. So then you could get four tickets. So it's important to check each and every day. You go to realradio.fm slash the daily five to see if your name is on the list. And if you want your name on the list, it's all the information's there on our website. Hello, Jim. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Great prize up for grab today. We have a category submitted by Brad. 
co-producer for All Gaming here on The Phillips File. Thanks, Brad. Ready to play, Jim? Sure. What's the category? Well, last week, I guess you were talking about the meanings of dreams. Yeah. Okay, so Brad heard that and wrote Dream On. Movies with dream in their titles. Movies. Movies. Okay. Movies. Gotcha. With dream in their titles. You ready to go? I got you. Okay, let me record Scott's time. And Jim, here we go. Pinkman's going to keep track of your answers. Oh, yeah, bro. Mm. In three, in two, in one. Requiem for a Dream is a 2000 psychological thriller delving into the horrors of drug addiction. It stars Jennifer Connelly, Jared Leto, and Ellen Burstyn. How old is Miss Burstyn? 78. There are a few movie versions of A Midsummer Night's Dream. The first live-action color film starred Helen Mirren, Judi Dench, and Diana Rigg and was released in this year. 1968. Running Down a Dream is a 2007 documentary film about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Mm -hmm. How old was Tom when he passed away last year? 66. Tucker, the Man in His Dream, is a biographical drama Mm -hmm. film directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Jeff Bridges, Mm -hmm. Christian Slater, and Joan Allen. What year was it released? Uh, 2000. The Jacksons, an American Dream, was a miniseries broadcast on ABC. How many hours did it run? Five. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Jim? Yeah. I'm adding five seconds to your time. It's a handicap. Okay. Do you want to add any extra time to that? I'm pretty sure about one of them. Maybe... Yeah, no, no, no. You better no. not? Okay. No, no, All right. So not we have the, t- the time is now locked in. Your ver- you versus Scott. Okay. All for uh, Universal Halloween Horror Night tickets. Dream on. Thanks, Brad, for the category. Thanks, Brad. Uh, so Hel- Ellen Bernstein. Burston. Burston. Burnston. I keep doing that. I keep throwing an N in there. Yeah, Burston. Burston. Burston Bears. Bur- the- no. <laughs> I know them. Burston the Red Sox. I would. Oh, no, ma. Yeah. She was recently nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress in the Drama Series in House of Cards. How old is Ellen Burstyn? Uh, Scott said. 74. Oh, boy. Jim. 78. 85. Jim Phillips gets the Ooh. point. It's one nothing. Don't He got his he got his butt kicked yesterday. Remember I think it might be oh, butt yeah, he kicked. He did. Uh, it's a on time. A Midsummer Night's <laughs> Dream. Yeah. Okay, several versions of it. However, the first live-action color film, Helen Mirren, we know her. Judy Dench, we know her. Mm-hmm. Diana Rigg, we know her. What year did this movie come out? Based, of course, on Shakespeare's play by the same name. What year did the movie come out? Scott said. 1935. Jim. 1968. Oh, he's, no, he's thinking of the Mickey Rooney version, and that was black and white. Yeah. And Jim said when? 1968. On the money, 1968. How did you do that? I know my movies. You do pretty well on movies. How about Running Down a Dream? It was a movie, a song, Uh-oh. but also the name of the documentary movie that came out in 07 about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, Tom Petty, as you know, died last year. We just recently celebrated the one-year anniversary of his passing. It's a four-hour-long film mm-hmm. stocked with songs and interviews. How old was Tom Petty when he died? Scott said. 64. <gasps> Jim. 66. One of them is on the money. See ya. 66. Double points for Jim. It's 5 nothing. See ya. Two to go. Hang in there.
Win. Tucker, a man in his dream. You can't win. You can't win. I still said hang in there. No, you can't win. Like that, it's that, all over, Scott. That, like that inspirational cat poster hanging on the branch. Hang in there. See you later, Scott. <laughs> anyway. Tucker, a uh, man in his dream. Yeah. Jeff Bridges was in it. Francis Ford Coppola directed it. Yeah. Martin Landau was Oscar nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Mm, what it. year for the movie? Scott said. 1989. Let's see if he gets on the board here. Jim. 2000. Off by a year. 1988. Scott's on the Good board. Good Scott. Oh. He's not Seriously? shut out. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? Wow. The Jacksons and uh, An American oh. Dream. Oh. A yeah. miniseries. It was on ABC featuring Angela Bassett, Terrence Howard, Vanessa L. Williams. No, How many hours did it run? No idea. Yeah, Scott said. 42. 42 hours. What? Jim. I, four. It was, uh, Jim said what? Oh, I'm sorry. He, he said, said five. five. My bad. The answer is four. Oh! Jim, you get the point. It's six to one. It almost sounds like a Yankee Red Sox score. Uh, sorry about that, Scott. <laughs> you know, uh, hope springs eternal. Better luck next time. Elliot, you pick up the prize. I and, oh, yeah. I, I am. am. You got a that right. Remember, close only counts in yesterday. Hand grenades. You finally won one. Closest to the pin. <laughs> Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Oh, Jim, and before your handicap, you were only uh, two tenths of a second ahead of him on time. So the handicap would you would have lost again on time. I don't know. I was confident on Tom Petty, and uh, I was fairly confident. On uh, Ellen Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Uh, also, Jim, we want to recap. We talked about the Tyndall Air Force Base in the Panhandle that they say got leveled, and there were some, you know, uh, pictures and and video of some aircraft still being there. They did fly out all the aircraft that was able to be flown out. Oh. So either the ones that were still there gotcha. were under maintenance or you know not together and not able to be flown out, which is why they remained. I told you, Frank, to have that thing ready to go. Now look at it. It's sitting in there. Yeah, Frank. Not enough time. It's going to be hell to pay, Frank. It's what you get for taking 14 coffee breaks a day. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get a check out the news. Eddie Deshaun's going to be dropping by. we got So yeah. You Want to Win a Later On. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Turkish Instagram model got roasted online after she got a tattoo of a lazy English translation of the well-known Turkish phrase only God can judge my mistakes and truths. Instead it reads I can judge a single God with my wrongs and wrongs. Sounds like she's going to be a single God alone with her wrongs and wrongs now. Next, some police in California are searching for whoever stole a 1,000 pound hammer from in front of the city's community center. I'll save you the time. It was Thor. Finally. In other odd Turkish news, a Turkish man received chemotherapy for a common cold. I mean, I guess that works better than Tamiflu. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio.
We'll talk with Jim Culper in a couple of minutes, see what he has planned for tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7 on Real Radio. We'll talk to him about that pig roast that they had last weekend. What pig roast? Uh, he was telling me last uh, Thursday that on that weekend, the following weekend, he was heading, I think, to what, Kelly? Was it Kelly Park? Uh, somewhere somewhere in, like, the uh, coastal area. A couple area. hundred people and they oh. had a couple of pigs. And they were going to, don't tell me anything. I'm going to hear from his own uh, lips. Well, I don't know anything about it, so I can't tell you anything. I was just asking him whether they have to shave it. The pig? Or they cook it, yeah. Um, and uh, I know he's, uh, he wants to talk about substitute teaching tomorrow. And then, um, you know, Canada, I don't know his reaction to this. Uh, I think on October 17th, Canada will, pot will be legalized in Canada. It's up to the provinces to decide some of the final mm-hmm. little details. But I think in Canada, you can order it online. I was, <laughs> what the, what the, what the, you know, come on, Florida, so, come on. Saturday, I'm in Canada at a wedding reception and the father of the bride is making a speech and he talked about, and in 10 days, pot will be legal here. And now it's just like 10 days, man, why couldn't they make this wedding later? Well, I mean, you can get your hands on pot. No, I can't. Yeah, you can. I don't know. I know some people here. I only do it legally. You can get your hands on pot. The fact, that, but the fact is, you know, I mean, it's still in the state of Florida. They can they can make your life difficult and go to jail, or you're on probation, or some kind of crap and nonsense like that. Anyway, Dirty Jim's on. I shouldn't say Dirty Jim. It's not Dirty Jim. It's Jim Colbert on Fridays on a Real Radio. And is he ready to go? Yep. All right, there we go. Let me uh, first, how would that pig roast go uh, last weekend? It was actually pretty amazing. Tell me about it. Um, so, you know, we um, uh, with my Primetime Kitchen uh, show, right. we are trying to do some things to get people together and just kind of throw some events and stuff. And mm-hmm. we wanted to see how well we could draw just using the Facebook page as promotion. Sure. And using the station very little to promote the event, we just kind of wanted to you know, think. So Wassie's Meats, our sponsor, you know, Primetime Kitchen, provided us two 75-pound pigs. Wow. Beanboat Bakeries, our other sponsor, provided us a gas-assisted smoke grill. And Goose Island came out, and we threw this big thing. I cooked two 75-pound pigs at 225 250 for about 10 hours, and they were absolutely delicious. I mean, was it the pit, or did you put them in a in – a, well, I don't know where you put a 75-pound pig. Yeah, you had to dig a pit, right, and cook it on – what do you cook it on coals or what do you put hot coconuts on top? What, how do you cook? I don't know how you cook it. I really don't. It's fr- it look, well, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't know I how like to it. do it. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm. Hot coconut sounds like something you else. <laughs> I don't know. How, how do you cook it? So here's what happens, Jim. You know, um, uh, with roasting meat, of course, slow and low is yeah, the way to go. Right. Um, and the traditional method, the Hawaiian method, is to dig a pit. Uh, to build a fire in there, let it burn down for a few hours so you have hot coals, mm-hmm. cover that with mm-hmm. some palm fronds, lay your pigs in there, cover that with more palm fronds, burlap sacks, hit it with some water, and then cover it up and leave it alone, come back in 10 hours, fall apart, delicious. We did the other version. Now, we were at a state park, so we could not dig a hole or build a, gotcha. a cochina box. Yeah. So we had to use a grill, which actually turned out better because I needed to guarantee that I was going to get them done and I didn't want to, did not want to babysit the uh, fire all night long, which is what you have to do if you smoke them and you don't have a professional smoker. So we just set the grill so it would be indirect. Cook uh, got the, it took us about half an hour to get the, uh, the temperature dialed in to about 230, 250. And we seasoned them up and laid them side by side on the grill and shut the door and didn't lift it for about 
nine hours. How many uh, How many fans did you have? We had about 150 people show That's up. That's good. That's great. And, and you know, uh, we here's the cool thing. We also learned uh, that two 75-pound pigs will yeah. easily serve 140, 50 people with 15 pounds or so of meat left over. What'd you do? The whole idea of the gig was everybody brought a side dish. It was like a big picnic thing. Mm -hmm. It was called a picnic. We had free beer, and uh, it was a blast, man. That's good. Thanks for your saving some. I appreciate it. I didn't even know about this thing. Well, I I asked him last week whether he had a, you know, have like a a lady bick or anything to shave, you know, I don't know if to shave the nose or <laughs> the ears and maybe a little bit of the hind end, you know, before you start cooking. Hey, I'll tell you what's funny. i tell you what's funny. You'll appreciate this because I'm sure your, uh, your dog would have loved this or would love him. Uh, but people are dying to get the skin because, you know, when the skin cooks, it's like hard leather. And this girl walks up and she had her, she goes, Hey, can I get something for my dog? And I looked at her and the whole, I never lost eye contact. I just reached over and grabbed the pig's ear and twisted it right off. There you go. Yeah, and put those two in a bag for her, and I said, "Your dog will never forget you now." Uh-huh. Have you ever had? Uh, I'm not. Have you ever had those pig knuckles out of the? You've been to a, you know the bars that got them in the big jar in the back usually in the, the pink ones and the yeah the pink ones. Ugh. You ever gnaw on a, any one of those? No, my you know my grandmother and my mother both used to eat pickled pig feet, pickled pig feet all the time, and I, I thought they smelled so disgusting that I <laughs> I couldn't get used to. It. But I will tell you what's funny, though. One of the ways you can tell these pigs are done is when they're lying on the grill, you grab one of the feet and you twist it, oh. and it should put, and it twists right off. So we cooked it so perfectly. I got so lucky, Jim. I'll be dead honest with you, buddy. I got lucky. It just turned out great, you know. So we and guys were taking those legs home to give to their dog, and I said, "Hey, man, I don't know about pork bones to dogs." And this guy said, "Look, my bulldog will be fine with that." Yeah, so we exactly. gave like everything got given away. That's good. That's absolutely fantastic. What, what, what do you think the What do you think the most prized piece of meat was? And people ask for it over and over. Uh but geez, you think it'd be off the hind end, wouldn't it? I, you know, I, I, I don't know meat like you do. That didn't sound right. That did not sound. That did not sound right. I didn't mean it that way. Where, where from? Where? The cheek. Really? Yeah. The, so with a cow as well. Cow's got a giant muscle on the cheek, and it's actually really revered. By chefs, a lot of guys, huh. a lot of Mexican guys will take that cheek and they'll they'll make a mole with it and they'll cook that cheek down and it's just a really good blend of fat and meat. And man, let me tell you, I would peel that skin back and reach in with my tongs on that pig's cheek. And Jim, when you took it out, it was like a blend, perfect blend, seventy thirty of perfectly marbled pork and fat in there, and it was it was unbelievable. Let me ask you, I know in the promo I heard that uh, somewhere along the line tomorrow, during tomorrow's show between 3 and 7, you're going to talk about substitute teaching. And, yeah, uh, we're going to open up with it. Have, I, you, I have, a, have you ever done it? You know, I haven't done it, but I've terrorized a number of them. I've, I, I, I teach a little bit, and I've been a teacher of other things, but they've always been with adults. And uh, I would never do it. I, I I would throw I would throw sod before I would be a substitute teacher. You know, it, I think it is one of the hardest jobs, and of course, uh, least appreciated yeah. and least funded jobs out there. But probably one of the most important jobs because teaching is such a. I mean, it, you know, all you hear is nightmare stories. We have a lot of right. listeners that are teachers, and they'll share on my Facebook page and stuff. So uh, there was a particular story we'll talk about tomorrow that that really I think unfairly corners a substitute teacher based on some behavior when all he was trying to do is gain control of his class and i think you know with this 
this new movement of hypersensitivity when it comes to everything, but specifically with uh, these classrooms. It just seems amazing how they basically declawed the teacher in the classroom to to have the ability to just take control of his room so he can teach the people who want to actually learn something. Yeah, do you think that substitute teachers, you know, they wake up in the morning, I mean, they've never done it before, and they say, I can do this. I'm going to be the first substitute teacher that's going to be able to carry this off. And uh, what do you have to know? You have to know how to run the film projector. That's about it, don't you? <laughs> that just As long as you can push in a copy of Babe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just... Let me ask you one more thing before I let you go. Uh, Canada on the 17th of October legalizing marijuana. And as I read just a couple of minutes ago, I think that you're actually, if you're Canadian in Canada, you'll be able to order up to a certain number of grams uh, online. Now, I don't know what, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I purchased uh, marijuana. And we, 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 when we bought it, we bought it by the bag. You just bought a bag of it. It wasn't by grams or any of that nonsense. You just got a big old fat bag of grass. But be that as it may, I was asking the guys here whether we'll ever see the day, I'll be long gone probably, uh, before Florida has any kind of legalized marijuana, do you think? What's going to happen? I can't imagine there's not, because are you following the medical marijuana yeah. movement? And, yeah. Well, I, let me tell you something, buddy. I, I happen to know a couple of people who are involved in that world, and listen, um, you know, it's you know, I mean, regulation can be just words a lot of times and just there for a semblance of a speed bump. But I will tell you, the mer- the medical marijuana world is one of those things where it's almost just kind of there as a showcase because I, I, I know so many people that have gotten their card that it's almost a joke. And I just can't. Oh, Jim, it's I just can't imagine that once. You see the studies, and once you see the numbers that, you know, we've had medical marijuana in the state now for so long, we've seen no great decline in this or great increase in crime or whatever the case may be. I mean, I just, I I can't help to believe you're going to be able to ignore that revenue. Yeah, and just let's face it, we know that's what it's about. Yeah, I just, I know, but I just, but, hey, I agree, I, but I, but I know Florida as well as you do, and we're just, you know, it just seems to me we're always 15 or 20 years behind everybody else. I mean, you think, I think Iowa, Iowa is thinking about or having a referendum. <laughs> Iowa. But, you know, yeah, you got some, I- some guy, you know, on his John Deere in East Bajip, you know, <laughs> uh, harvesting his soybeans. And, you know, well, that was a hard day at work. I think I'll, you know, just fire one up and not be thrown in jail or getting in, in, in any kind of trouble. You know, I, it's weird, though, because if you look at Florida, uh, when it comes to the LBGT community, yeah. we were. We were hyper-progressive, and really, if you look at it, I said this morning on the Monsters, I think we're probably one of the top three progressive communities for uh, the LBGT community on the East Coast, and I think even nationally, probably one of the more progressive communities for that. So I believe if we can open up, if we can kind of break that mold, that, that American mold of kind of ignorance, I believe if we can do it on that level, it, I, we have to be able to do it on that other one. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's up to the villages. I think it's up to that community. Of, if you can if you can get them on board, you know, finally, maybe on Thanksgiving or the holidays, you know, you get one to your Aunt Sue, you know, who's up in her 80s with the arthritis and say, forget the dispensary, just fire this up, hand her the skull bong, you know, right after the first slice of turkey. And uh, as soon as she's on board and the rest of them, we're good to go. 
Just, just do this. Just tell the villages, you don't get your Viagra, yeah. you don't get our weed. All right, buddy. We'll be listening tomorrow. Have a good show, okay? You got it. Jim Colbert Show tomorrow between 3 and 7 on Real Radio. All right. What was I going to say? I'm hungry for barbecue now. Yeah, <sighs> he's, uh, you got to give him credit because, I mean, that's uh, something he, what, 10 years ago maybe? Started cooking and really getting involved in all that and then. Yeah, that, not only that, there's a, another hobby. Uh, uh, he picked up guitar, you know, learned how to play guitar, did the same thing with cooking. Now, with cooking, he actually... Now, let me just say he's better at cooking than he was at guitar. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. What are you saying? Are you coming that at him from... Uh, no, I'm just saying... Are you saying you're better at guitar than he is? No, no, no. I'm just saying that anybody have a harmonica? These guys are coming in when? Next Thursday? Next Thursday. No, but I think he'll admit it. Most guitar, a lot of guitar players, they say, you know, you learn three or four chords, boom, you're good, you're good to go. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. And I think I think Jimmy said that you know he learned enough to you know make some music or make some noise. But his cooking, he's all over the place. He knows his cooking. Yeah, he does. And you know his little boutique show. That's a good show. I has like that turned show. into yeah, you know, and he and Heather just do a great job every week. Nice lady. I'll get you some boiled peanuts. I'll try to remember yeah, yeah, on Sunday yeah, yeah, if she's yeah. open for business. Yeah, 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 Where are you yeah. going that you're going to be by the boiled peanut people? I go to Titusville, and there's a woman near Christmas as you're heading towards Titusville. Yeah. Oh, right before means... you get into Christmas, there's a woman by the side of the road. and Sit in your She car just has a crock pot. And... Getting Cajun? Of course. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hello. Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> Thank what you. On. What are you doing in Titusville? Wouldn't you like to know? That's why I asked. I'm eating peanuts. <laughs> kind of a long way to go, but all right. Yeah, but they're just... It's not bad. You just drive 50 out? Yeah, just straight out until yeah. you get to 95. Then you get 95 to the Play Linda exit, and then I get off. Oh, there you Baron. go. Now, now a little more now. You're going exactly. to Play Linda. No, I'm not going to Play Linda. I haven't been to the beach. I have not been... I have not seen the... Oh, this is the absolute truth. Oof. I have not seen the Atlantic Ocean... In nine years. Okay. You're not missing Well, I mean, much. I haven't been yeah. to the beach. I used to go to the beach all the time, and I was like, no, oh, it's just too sandy. Yeah. <laughs> Still looks about the same. Yeah, so. it's hot. This time of year, it's hot. Wah, 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 wah. The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From...
good song. Time for So You Want to Win It on Real Radio 104.1. Three rounds to So You Want to Win It. Round one is Brad's True False. That's a 50-50, of course. Move on to round two. That's Brad's in the news. These are stories ripped from the headlines. And if you make it to that, of course, Brad, uh, uh, round three is Brad's who said that. I provide you with a quote and multiple choice. You pick the person who made the uh, statement. It's as easy as that. Mr. Pinkman, what are some of the prizes? We have a pair of tickets to see Orlando City take on Columbus Crew at Orlando City Stadium on October 21st at 3 p.m. Go to realradio.fm keyword tickets for more info on that. I'm telling you, we're going to win one before the season is over with. It's got to happen. It's going to be, man, this town is going to blow its top when we win a match. That'll be one of them, and it'll be electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Win it before you can buy it. We've got a pair of tickets to Burt Kreischer, the Body Shots Tour, happening Sunday, February 10th at the Hard Rock Live. Real Radio presale is going on right now. That presale password is machine, so you can go buy tickets now. Or if you want, wait till tomorrow when it goes on sale at 10 a.m. at all Ticketmaster outlets. A digital HD copy of Ant-Man and the Wasp is available as well. And a pair of weekend passes to Spooky Empire. October 26th through the 28th at Carib Royale, Orlando. More info at SpookyEmpire.com. That's all you have to do is make it through three rounds on any of these rounds. You can use Eddie the Shaman and Pinkman. And is Brad still here? Wait, Brad, he wrote the questions. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, great. Brad will be a lifeline. <laughs> I'm like, wait, he writes these. Okay, so scratch Brad. So Eddie the Shaman and Mr. Pinkman are your lifelines. Let's get this underway. If you want to use them, you don't have to, but sometimes we recommend that you do based on your answer. Here's Mark. You ready to play, Mark? Sure, Andrew. Here we go, buddy. Listen closely. True or false? Brands, true or false? Hayabusa 2 Project scientist Asiachiro Watatami said the spacecraft dispatched two hopping robots to the asteroid Ryugu, confirming that its surface was rocky. Let me try this one more time. <laughs> Hayabusa 2 Project scientist Seichiro Watanabe said the spacecraft dispatched two hopping robots to the asteroid Ryugu, confirming that its surface, meaning Ryugu, was rocky. Is that true or false? That's absolutely true, Jim. You're not going to use a lifeline. Here you go. That's your final answer. You're right, buddy. Round two. Here's Jack. Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. This is where Brad gets real wordy, but he's very clever. (laughs) On a somber note, we are acutely aware of opioid addiction in America. There is a worldwide phenomenon that has crept into the lives of many unsuspecting users. Some might say it's gaming, and yes, that's an issue, but watch out. There's something else that has shown up in adults' bedrooms and living rooms. What's got people in a catatonic state? Watch out. Catatonic state. What do you think, Lifelines? Do you think they're watching too much gaming videos? Like, they're playing too many games? Like they're playing First Watch or something? Uh, or yeah. A lot of uh, Technically speaking, I don't know if it's catatonic, but, but I, I Maybe get they're the having idea. seizures. Gaming, but, yes, that's an issue, but... First Watch the Breakfast watch Cafe. Out. Oh, wait, what? Watch out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. No. no. Watching gaming. gamer streaming. No. Addiction, watch. Yeah, you're closer. You're close to the stove. You just don't have the burners on you. Addiction. They're addicted to, to gaming. To watching people Drop play gaming. Drop gaming. 
They're addicted. Symptoms to include eye strain phone. and fatigue. Their phones. Their watches. Your wa- bedrooms your- and living rooms. Yeah, not a ton. Their televisions. Their TVs, their TVs oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're but one addic- on television. They're addicted to watching TV. <gasps> More specifically, they're addicted to watching esports on TV. Oh, I don't oh, know. I, I'm gonna say Netflix. they're addicted to watching videos. That's your final oh, answer. Netflix. 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 Why don't we just hand it to you? Jeez. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Brad's who said He's that. <laughs> Brad's who said that. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. And then we fell in love, okay? No, really. He wrote me beautiful letters, and they're great letters. We fell in love. Who said that? Donald Trump, Catherine Zeta Jones, or Amal Clooney? George Clooney's wife. And then we fell in love, okay? Not really. He wrote me beautiful letters, and they're great letters. We fell in love. Donald Trump, Catherine Zeta-Jones, or Amal Clooney. You can use lifelines if you want them. Sure. Let's see what the lifelines have to say. Ah, oh, man. I oh, mean, obviously, the really, the really, I want to the really he's great, say here. the really great letters, it sounds very Trumpian, but I want to say it's Catherine Zeta-Jones writing about Michael Douglas, who wrote her letters because he loved her. They shared the same birthday, you know. See, <laughs> many mm. decades apart. Hey, piggy. See? Um, I, I think it's uh, Donald Trump talking about Kim Jong Un. I do too. Thank you, you do? Mark. So you think it's uh, yeah. Donald Trump? That's your final yeah. answer. Yeah, sure. baby. Donald Trump. Yeah. Very nice exactly. selection, Brad. Oh, I like yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, was that was easy. It was, but it was. It threw me off. It was so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I brought up the That's crate the first. Problem. I was the one who like planted the seed in Pinkman's brain to harvest. Uh, no, yeah, before brain he went, he, not, not really. Trip, uh, Pinkman said Trump. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's a winner. That's good. Bob, you ready to play, Bob? Yes, I am. Here we go, Bob. True or false? Well, the wait might finally be over. Critics are fawning over Lindsay Lohan's supporting role in A Star is Born, and an Oscar nod for Best Supporting Actress seems inevitable. Is that true or false? Uh, that's false. Well, that's your final answer? Yeah, exactly. One of these days, Lindsay. One of these days. Pay up, Jim. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> not over yet. I'm not out of here yet. Here we go. Brad's in the news stories <clears throat> ripped from the headlines. Now that Beyonce and Jay-Z are off the road, another leading power couple is taking their place. The tour is being produced by Live Nation, the company behind Michelle Obama's book tour, as well as stops for Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Bruno Mars. They will travel to Vegas, Philly, and famously Washington, D.C. What pair is making the rounds? Famous. Um, if I could get a lifeline, but is it, I'm thinking maybe it's the Obamas. That's what I thought it That's was. That's a good guess. Well, it's the same company behind Michelle Obama's book tour, so that would be too Okay, high all right, point. let's just go. Where do you want to go, guys? What do you want to do? Tickets go on sale Friday. Maybe, do you think it's them or do you think it's the Clintons? <gasps> you know, making the rounds. What do you well, want to do, Lifelines? Another Eight. leading power couple. Leading power couple <sighs> on tour. Yeah, stops in Philly. Washington and famously Washington D.C. What pair? It's Joe Biden and his wife. Oh man, where are they? Joe Biden and his wife. You saying it's Joe Biden and his wife? I am now. Not. Why not? Yeah, why not? What if I I didn't know his wife uh, had such uh, aspirations to go on a tour? Well, he wants to be president. If you got to be president, you got to get out there. Yeah, bro. Just trying to help out. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm going to go with the Obamas. What's the guess? Obamas. Yeah. Pinkman, how about you? Joe Biden. 
That's your final answer. Wait, wait, what do you wait, want to do there, the Bob? Pick. Yeah. And uh, Joe Biden. All right, uh, Joe Biden. That's your final answer. No, it's yeah. the, that's the, the Clintons. Clintons. Told you guys. No, you, you, uh, you never said, support me. You just said Obamas. Yeah, you didn't say Clintons. You we, said Obamas. I, I, fact, and then you changed you your mind to the Bidens. After you said Obama, I said that's too obvious because Michelle Obama's it. in the clue. You guys don't support me. I had it. We're a bunch of dudes in here. You support are not me. listening. What? Don't, why are you hating our listeners? Hey, we're not your wingman, you yeah. know, when it comes to so you want to win, all right? We have prizes we want to give out, Eddie. A thick skin, Eddie. Mm-hmm. You got to have a thick skin. That's what you said. Are you crying? No. I think you're crying. It's okay, Eddie. So it's just a game, right? Yeah. It's just, Isn't it, though? Isn't it's it just game. a game? That's all it is. It just puts food on my table. That's all that it does. You know, it's been that way for 30 years. Not as soon as I get home, and I'll say, baby, it's just you know, it's just a radio oh, program, man. right? That's all that it is. That's all it is. Yeah, it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. Come on, my NyQuil and ecstasy is wearing off. So you want a winner. Woo, okay. Back to So You Want a Winner. Here's our next contestant. Mike, you ready to play? Sure. All right, buddy, thanks for hanging in there. True, false. You have lifelines if you want them. Uh, Michael Kors hired international spaghetti models Claudia Romano and Isabella Robiola as the face of his new Italian line of fashion. Is that true or false? What were their names again? Just to hear them? Uh, Claudia Romano and Isabella Robiola. The new face of his new Italian line of fashion. Uh, uh, I'll ask for lifelines, but I think it's false. Those names sound made up. Romano, I thought that was a. That's hey, a how very, you doing? That's you know a very Italian name. Hey, hey, Romano. Like, hey, look at this. Parmigiano hey, mind Romano. your own business. I know you. Pigman. I know you. But I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was like spelled like uh, like ravioli, but it was pronounced right. raviola. Raviola. Um, but what because did it's I say? raviola. I didn't say raviola. I said robio- exactly. robiola. That's why I'm thinking it's true. Sounds very Italian. Isabella Robiola. What do you think there, Pink? Claudia Romano. Larry, Larry, it kind of presu- sounds so fake that it might actually be true. If that makes sense. Uh, Mike, what do you want to do here? True or oh, false? Yeah. The name is like Scalapino. Sounds so fake. <laughs> it's not Scalapino. You know what I'm saying? Romano. That's what I'm saying. I think it's the true. Huh? All right, it's uh, they're both saying true, and it sounds so fake. It's true. Let's try that. All right. Oh God, that's Mike. your final answer. No, sure. I'm sorry, yeah, Mike. Blame it on them. <laughs> Come on over, Mike. Take care of them. Why would it be like Johnny Pesto or something? It would have been easier. Spaghetti models were for Hurricane Michaels. Romano and Robiola are Italian cheese names. Yeah, well, Ray Romano is a real person. Hey, take it up with the guy sitting right next to you. He's the one that came oh, up this with this guy. I can't hit him oh, yet. He man. might beat me up. I even tried to get that like sneak look, like, hey, maybe he'll... And he didn't. He didn't give me any answer. There we go, Brian. True or false, Brian. Uh, on this day... You got lifelines. I don't know if you want to use them. On this day in 1956, Gary Larson became the only player in baseball history to hit two grand slams in a World Series game. Is that true or false? Oh, I need help on this one. 
Wait a minute. Now this one's a little too easy. That guy drew like drew the far side, so I don't think Gary in, Larson did it. On this day in 1856. Maybe it was like Barry Larkin. No, not Barry Larkin. Gary Larson? Two grand slams? I'm going to go ahead and say false. I'd say false, too. He drew the far side. Yeah, they have no idea. They're just taking a, they're just taking a shot at it. You can hear it in their voices. Okay, I know nothing about baseball. Same. So you want to go false? Uh, false, I guess. That's your final answer? Yeah, it's false. Don Larson pitched a no-hitter. Pitched for the Yankees. Yogi Berra was the catcher. There yep. you go. Only I knew that. I knew Don Larson. Perfect game exactly. Gary Larson I remember was. it well. Gary Larson, of course, penned the far, far side. side. Round two. Here's Jack. Good luck there, Brian. Nice job, Brad. Speaking of Brad, he wrote in the news stories ripped from the headlines. Give me the news. Jody Whitaker calls the move a step in the right direction on gender equality in Hollywood, but doesn't think she's broken a glass ceiling because there's more work to be done. Well, this lucky number 13th will act as a long-running TV show's central character. Who is she playing? Oh, I need help on this one. Pikmin, do you yeah, know it's what an it easy is? One. I know what it is. It's easy. Can, it's so tell, easy. You can tell by the way Eddie tries yeah. to set up easy Pikmin. Easy. Let's see if Eddie steps in it. Every <laughs> once in a while he says, oh, this is so easy. I got it, dude. Sweet redemption. Yeah, you see what happens here. Oh, Go ahead, Eddie. Right. It is the first ever female Doctor Who. That's your final answer? Yeah, I'll give it to you. show's been around since 1963. Eddie is correct. The first female Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker. I love you, Eddie. Thank you. Yeah, I love well, you let's see too. what happens with round three. Yeah. Oh. He's here's not the, out of the woods yet. Here's the quote. <laughs> Tell me who said it. Here's the quote. Well, uh, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. Now, who said that? Roseanne Barr? Wanda Sykes or Kanye West? Could be any one of them. Yeah, that definitely could be any of them. Help. Yeah, what do you think, guys? Well, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. Roseanne Barr, Wanda Sykes, or Kanye West? I think it's Wanda Sykes. I'm going to go with Kanye. We're going to split oh, decision. What's up? What is his lifeline? His other lifeline say? What's your wingman say? Wingman? My, wing, my wife says Wanda Sykes. We're trying to get her Spooky Empire tickets. Um, oh, she's saying Wanda Sykes. Yeah, well, she's wrong. So it's either Roseanne Barr or Kanye West. Ooh, it's got to be Roseanne. Roseanne. Oh. So Eddie says Roseanne and Pinkman says Kanye. We want to switch over to Roseanne. Oh, man. Um, Kanye likes America, doesn't he? Well, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. Roseanne Barr or Kanye West were scratching Wanda Sykes. Yeah, and then it's like uh, someone asked Kanye, aren't you concerned about racism? He's like, no, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. What are you reading that right off Wikipedia? What are you doing there? No, I'm just explaining my thought process. (laughs) That was a pretty good Kanye West impersonation. Maga, maga, maga. I need an answer. Roseanne (laughs) Barr or Kanye West? Uh, I think Kanye. That's your final answer? Hey. Yes, sir. Yeah, Yay! baby! There you go, there you go. Nailed right. it. Making so you want to win a grade again. Here we go to uh, James. True or false, James? True or false, James? 
<laughs> yes, sir. Fifty-three percent of Americans say gun rights or gun co- or and or gun control is the most important issue facing the nation. Is that true or false? Fifty-three percent of America. True, you say. Okay, here That's we your go. Final answer. Right on target. No pun intended. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> See what he did there. Here's Jack. Brad's in the news stories from the headlines. Duncan, WW. Seems like everyone is shortening their names nowadays. Thanks. To another marketing campaign, a world-famous group will be singing the same tune, but under a new name. Oh, Lord, you saw it coming, and you're preaching to the choir on this one. Oh, my God, Come Brad. on, well, Come on, Brad. Just spell it out for him. After 150 years, what is undergoing the name change? Oh, you lost me. <laughs> One lifeline. Yeah. Is it the Mormon Tabernacle Choir? That's your final answer. Yes. Oh my God! I just guessed. check it out. Now they are known as the Tabernacle oh. Choir at Temple Square. It's actually a longer name. I thought it was just going to be Tabernacle. Yeah. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Please, after oh it. Lord, yeah. Utah is coming. Utah, it coming. Come on. I thought <laughs> Jack stuttered that. at first, I and then too. I realized it was a clue. If I didn't proofread it, I would have totally screwed. That. Here we go, James. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Uh, quote, uh, let every writer tell his own lies. That's freedom of the press. Now, who said that? Hunter Thompson, Hunter S. Thompson, the great gonzo journalist for Rolling Stone. Norman Mailer, the great novelist, American novelist, I think, uh, Pulitzer Prize winner. Or uh, Benjamin Franklin, let every writer tell his own lies. That's freedom of the press. Hunter Thompson, Norman Mailer, Benjamin Franklin. Well, I don't think it was Benjamin Franklin, because uh, sounds a little new. Lifelines? Um, See, I disagree with you. I um, was in Philadelphia, and I ate ice cream, like right next to Ben I Franklin. I ate ice cream. Right there, right next to him. So, I think it's Ben Franklin. I'm going to go with Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Sure. Said through a cigarette. Hunter Thompson, mouth. Norman Mailer, Benjamin Franklin. James, what would you like to do? Who do you choose? Well, the only person I've ever heard of is Ben Franklin, so let's go that route. All right, Ben Franklin. That's your final answer? No, everybody's wrong. It was Norman Mailer. Whatever. Who would have guessed that? Thanks, Brad. He's right next to you. I know. (laughs) Isn't that surreal? And he's got military experience. I shouldn't mess with him. Yeah, but get get some of those uh, G.I. Joe Kung Fu things. Oh, yeah, Kung Fu grip. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he looks like he could knock me out just by pinching my shoulder. Brad was in the Air Force, I believe. Oh, God. And you always talk smack about the Air Force. No, yeah, I... You make I, fun of their uniforms all the time. You said you it looks like bus drivers. They look like bus drivers. You said even Coast Guard are cooler. I only said that some people, many people are saying that it's the Chair Force. Yeah, he even Force. said the Coast Guard Auxiliary is cooler than the Air Force. Uh, yeah. Pinkman, you mm. should have respect for all of our armed services. All of them except the Air Force. Oh, sorry, Air Force people. Oh, he's going to kill me. Goodbye, world. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, knowing you. I've got a few more contestants for So You Want to Win It. We might be able to open up a couple of lines before we hand it over to Eddie to get our chief loan. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Nintendo's Taiwanese distributor has rated Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker as Mature 18+. Probably because the main character looks like a certain commander-in-chief's hangdown. Allegedly. Next, in England some bank staff playing hide-and-seek during a team-building exercise sparked an armed robbery scare. Finally, a homeowner says video captured a crook stealing their doorbell camera that is supposed to stop thefts. 
It's like Rayyayayayinan on your wedding day. Am I right? Headlines were brought to you by the iHeartRadio app. Whether you say Alexa or OK Google always make sure you say Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Orlando City heads to Massachusetts to face New England Revolution this Saturday. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. on Real Radio 104.1 and iHeartRadio. And now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah, so you want to win it. All right, let's go to Paul. Paul, you ready to play? Thanks for hanging in there, buddy. I appreciate it. Yep, let's go. All right, let's go. True or false? A wedding party members spend an average of $537 on bachelor or bachelorette parties. Is that true or false? Wedding party members spend an average of... Yeah, I guess you got to rent this, rent that, do this, do that. 537 bucks on bachelor or bachelorette parties. Is that true or false? Uh, do I have it to my thing? Sure, why not? What do you think, guys? So here's the thought. The thought is, if it's a lot of people and they're all chipping in that much, you're paying for rooms, you're paying for like hotels, you're paying for limos. So I'm thinking, yes, that it's definitely that much. What do you think, Pink? I agree. Yeah, I mean, individually, whether you chip in or on your own, on average. Buying a round of drinks, you know, you're at a restaurant, you go to a bar, you're going to the club, whatever going it is. to Vegas, throwing out. you got to pay the dancers, you got to get the cake that they come out. And you don't, want, you don't the want the bride or the groom to pay for anything, so you're just flipping out $5 bills to everyone? Yeah, so they're saying true. What do you want to do there, Paul? I've got to go with them. All right. Okay, That's your final happens. answer? Yeah, right. Woo! Round two for you, Paul. Listen closely. Use your lifelines if you need them. Uh, it's uh, Bradley's in the news. These are stories that are ripped from the headlines. <laughs> it's a common bond. Todd Rundgren, LL Cool J, and Janet Jackson. What do these three people have in common? Bro. What do you think there, Paul? Lifeline. Yeah, Paul. Bro. Right, lifelines. Eddie wants to venture a guess. No, Eddie, go ahead. Go ahead, Pam. No, Eddie, no, go, Eddie, go ahead. ahead. Eddie. Uh, Eddie. I'm going to say they're all up for a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's your final answer. Sounds good to me. Good thing, because Pinkman had no idea what it was. No, I was going to say that. Nominated no. for the 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eddie did it! Eddie yeah. Todd Rundgren. I knew that, because Jim said LL Cool J shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll <gasps> Hall of Fame. What? Oh. Mama said knock you out? It's not rock and roll. James. Come on, come on. Rock and rap, rock and rap, rock and rap. Is Janet Jackson? Let's rock go and rock roll? and roll. Good point. Is Good. Janet Jackson? Well, she has roots in rhythm and blues, and yes, that is true. Oh, and rap does it? Ouch. Now rap is rap. Rap is rap. It's from the streets, Jack. You got a better chance of being inducted into the Poetry Hall of Fame. <gasps> Snaps. Eddie, what side are you on? Do you want it LL Cool J in or not? Here we go. Here's uh, Brad's who said that. I'm just going to pick this one out. Quote, if it's flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, be the best hamburger flipper in the world. Whatever it is you do, you have to master your craft. Who said that? Snoop Dogg, the five-minute professor, or David Blaine, the magician? Give me the quote one more time because I need to eat some time so Eddie doesn't get 15 minutes. If it's flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, be the best hamburger flipper in the world. Whatever it is you do, you have to master your craft. Snoop Dogg, five-minute professor, David Blaine. What do you think, Paul? You have lifelines if you want them. 
And it sounds like he's calling on the five minute professor's phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think, Five Life? Well, my friend, I think they it's Snoop Doggy Dog. Because, Snoop, you got to put in the hours to be a pro. What do you think, Pink? It kind of sounds like the five minute professor to me. He went to Burger U, you know. He did go to Burger U. Yes, that is true. And he, does, he is a master of his craft, whether it be Some tea say. or trivia. What do you want to do? I'm still going with Snoop Dogg. All right, Eddie's going with Snoop Dogg, and uh, Pinky's going with the five-minute professor. Yes, sir. I'm going to go with Eddie, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. All right, here we go. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. Give you five seconds to change your mind if you want to. And now Snoop Dogg. You're going Snoop Dogg. All right. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, baby! Nice. I have... A Snoop Dogg joke for you, Jim, if you'd like to hear it. No, I don't want I really don't want to hear it. Okay. (laughs) To be perfectly honest with you, Eddie. Eddie texts. If you want your time on the air, Eddie, you need to you need to save as much time as possible. Larry, you ready to play? Oh yeah. Here we go, Larry. Okay, Larry. True or false at just five point two square miles. Vatican City is the smallest country in the world. Is that true or false? Mm, no lifelines on first, sir. Yeah, you got lifelines if you want. Yeah, I'll go for life. Sure, why not? I think it's true, right, Pinkman? Because it's Vatican City. It's a small little city. It's just 5.2 square miles. Vatican City is the smallest country in the world. Is that true or false? Yeah, I think that's true. All right. They say true. What do you want yeah, to do, Larry? Yeah, true. Too. Okay, here we go. I'll, I'll go that's with your final answer. answer. Yeah, it's yeah. false. Sorry, bro. It's just... 0.2 square miles, just over 100 acres. Well, Brad gets you with those little trickery. No, d- trick, Gotta trick, listen trick, closely. That's almost not fair. Why? Because it's just not. Why, why don't you complain to Brad? He scares me, I told you. Yeah, why don't you call the Pope? Let's see what he says. He scares me, too. I think he was in the Air Force with Brad. <laughs> <laughs> they played volleyball together. Yeah. Snap towels in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, his sauna's Fell for a what's-her-name, you know, when they had motorcycle races to see who could get to her first. Yeah. Those bomber jackets. Where am I going with this? I don't know. I don't know either. Karaoke. (laughs) Oiled up. You're focusing a little bit too much on that. I'm just saying. That Top Gun oiled up thing. See, they're they're not making a remake. They're, They're a sequel to Top Gun. Yeah. And I'm just wondering. Look, yeah. I, I got a couple of minutes to kill here. I loved Top Gun when I saw it. Okay. Everybody loved Top Gun, right? Mm-hmm. Top Gun is now viewed by some as, you know, things change, fashion changes, you know, the idea of homoerotic attraction, it changes to a certain degree. So the locker room scene where they're all greased up for the volleyball, you know, whatever, and they're all, anyway... So I'm just wondering, as they're making the sequel to Top Gun, whether somebody says, look, let's make it very clear right now. This is how Top Gun went from this to this. Let's not have any of that. Or do you think there might be more of it? Ooh. What would you want? I've never seen the original all the way through. What? I said I've never seen the original all the way through. I hope Goose comes back, though. That's, you know, I you, you could have handed that to me at 
three. I could have run with that all day. I didn't know today would be the day I'd have to tell you about not seeing Top Gun. <laughs> You've never mentioned that. You got got to give them other that movies one. you haven't seen. <laughs> I've been honest with you to tell you about movies I've never seen the whole way Willy through. Willy Wonka, Sound of Music, Willy Wonka, yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of others, and just a couple. Wow, Freaky Friday. I love Freaky Friday. You la- I thought you Lohan. turned it off with five minutes left. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> you walked out on it, and they were showing it on the plane. Nikki. <laughs> so much you didn't Get like me it. off of here. <laughs> Somebody on the wing. <laughs> here we go, Nikki. Ready to play? Yes, I am. All right, Nikki, true or false? Come on here. Let's get this nailed. A new study out of Harvard found that ramping up wind power in America would also dial up the nation's temperatures. Is that true or false? Uh, um, I think I'm thinking false, but I think I also want to talk to the lifeline. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think if the wind is blowing. I don't happen to believe this, but, you know, Brad wrote it. If the wind's blowing, Pinkman, wouldn't that cool the air because hot air rises, which would then lower the temperature? Wind power, wind power. A new study out of yeah. Harvard found that ramping up wind power in America yeah. would also dial up the nation's temperatures. True or false? I, I just don't think so. What did so. she say? She didn't know She yet. said, I'll go with the lifelines. Um, I'm going to go with false. What do you think there? I think it's false, too. Uh, they say false, uh, Nikki. What do you want to do? Uh, I'll go with don't, false. Don't, don't, I'll trust them. Don't do it, Nikki. Nikki, you know what? Right? On second thought. No, you don't I... get another shot. They're no do-overs here. Okay. Nikki, I'm okay, going to give you five seconds. To, what do you say, true? Yeah. That's your final answer? Yeah, there you go, true. She's I don't believe smarter that. smarter than me. I never read that anywhere. I've been reading all about sea ice melting. I've never... Anyway. Here we go to round two. Here's Jack, and then we got to move on to uh, Eddie. Stories from the headlines. Brad's in the news. Dateline Atlanta. Have you heard? I-285 was shut down for hours following a crash as dozens of passengers roamed the highways in a daze. The vehicle flipped on its side as the driver tried to move over. Survivors were rounded up and kept for observation. What was at the center of this utter catastrophe? Oh, my God. (laughs) That might be one of the best ones ever. Yes. Cows? That's your final answer. Yeah, we're going to give it to you. Yeah. Nice. Yep. There you uh, go. Cattle it is. 11 cows killed. 78 rounded up after a tractor trailer overturned. Well done, Brad. Good Lord. All right, here we go. Uh, Brad's who said that. You have lifelines for this. Here is the uh, quote. I just love kids, especially at this age, because they don't censor themselves. Who said that? Carol Burnett, Steve Harvey, or Bill Cosby? I just love kids, especially at, the, at this age, because they don't censor themselves. Carol Burnett, Steve Harvey, Bill Cosby. What do you want to do there, uh, Nikki? I'm going to consult the lifeline. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I want to go Carol Burnett. I'm going to go with Steve Harvey. You have a split decision. Oh, a matter no. of fact, oh, no. it's not Bill Cosby, Harry. so it comes down to Carol Burnett or Steve Harvey. See, Bill Cosby would have made sense, because if kids say the darndest things. What do you think there, Nikki? Carol Burnett or Steve Harvey? Um, I'm going to go with Steve Harvey. Seriously? Oh, Carol Burnett? That's your final answer? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there you go, Carly. Yeah, yeah, good job. Thanks for playing. So you want to win it. Oh, yes. Once again, my children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch himself in public. It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you... Eddie the Shaman. All right, Eddie, a lot of things to handle today. You got these uh, this disaster up in the panhandle, these poor folks in Panama City, Panama City Beach, Mexico Beach. They're suffering. Uh, we got a big game, uh, UCF and the Knights. Gators play Vanderbilt. Let's get this going. Everything is happening, man. Jim, that's the thing. We're at this place where radical change is happening. But brothers and sisters of love, maybe now is the time, Jim, more than ever, Mm. to find the center of the storm and maybe become the calm of the storm. That's the thing. If you think about it, brothers and sisters of love, Phylites and Brad, all you people out there, if we prepare just a little bit, if we have a little beginner thought, maybe just an inkling, maybe a a, a suggestion in our own brain that says, Like a germ, a germ out of of an idea. Yes, Jim, that's it. I was talking to someone the other day, real quick, and I want to sidetrack too far, but when was the last time you whimmed, Jim? You did something on a whim. Remember a whim? Remember, Jim, we did something, not on a lark, but on a whim. Well, it's not a whim, but I don't know whether you can whim. You know what I'm saying? I think you can. I think a lot of people don't anymore. Look that up. Because people are scared, Jim. They're worried if they whim, they might get in trouble for it. Because what we used to do to whim is not acceptable maybe anymore. But that's why now, be the calm in the storm. I want you to think about this. For 22 years, brothers and sisters of love, Phylites, we have been meditating. And Jim, this is as simple as it gets. Meditation is simply about being yourself. And knowing something about who that is. It is about coming to realize that you are on a path, whether you like it or not. Namely, the path that is your life. Meditation may help us see this path. We call our life that it has direction. And that it is always unfolding, Jim, wabi-sabi. Always moment by moment. And that what happens right now, as I ring this bell. Love bell. It influences what happens next. Jim, that's why we meditate. That's why we need to chill. That's why we need to take it down a notch. And maybe, like you said, Jim, what do we do to help the people that are in the middle of the storm or bracing for the storm? Well, I know that you and I have both been through many storms in this land we call Florida. So we could say water, batteries, uh, paperwork, cash, the whole nine yards, Jim. For many years, we always prep people. So now let's meditate for a second. Let's get a little bit of chill. In fact, Jim, we're going to go to five different spots on our guided meditation. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I just want to make it clear, you can't whim. Uh, yes, oh, mm, mm, this is you're for gonna, another day. You're going to have a whim, but you don't in, you don't whim. Brad did the research. That's cool. We went to the same college. We took the same drugs. So here's the good news. As you meditate, brothers and sisters of love, everything else falls away. Everything else drops yeah. away. Okay. There is nothing else, much like a storm, much like wind that passes. I want you to think now you're walking on a road. It's a beautiful gravel road. Mm-hmm. And Jim, as the gravel road kind of heads off to the right, <gasps> you see the sign that is the name of the road. And the name of the road is joy. Jim, on this road are everything that has brought us joy okay. for the last 22 years. So one of those things might be, Jim, ooh, ooh, over to the right, there's TM Ranch. That place brought us a lot of joy. Ooh, look down there, Jim. Ooh, that's like a poker table. We've had some fun there. But the road, Jim, all the people on the road, you could see their little houses. There's, there's Canon Mike's house. And, and over there, there's Jerry Gwynn's house. And maybe even, Jim, 
Sure. You think about it. Maybe the houses of all the Phylites who came to all the events, yeah. they all live on this road because, Jim, they know by living on this road, they are guaranteed that three-letter word, which is joy. Joy Road. Oh, what a beautiful... Wait, Jim, we have to go. There's a stream over there. Oh, Jim, it's a beautiful little stream. And as we head over to the stream and we leave the road, see you later, Joy. We see the stream and... Oh, Jim, are you feeling like peace? I am. Because, Jim... That's what the stream is giving us. Everything that is a part of the streams, the rocks, the trees, the little leaves that fall in, the part of the uh, stump of the tree that's maybe sticking out. We call them knees here in Florida. Look that up. Is this joy stream? No, this is our peaceful stream. Our peaceful stream. Because the joy we have in our hearts is we brought with us. We take it off this path that we call life. And now we sit by this stream. And the stream is guiding us and telling us, remember, man, go with the flow. Grow to something bigger. Because, Jim, the Mm. stream becomes the river. Mm -hmm. And we know the river leads to, that's right, the ocean. And it's not a teeny little ocean, Jim. It's a giant ocean. And there's only one word that is as giant as the ocean, Jim. And that is love. Jim, do you want to go swim in the ocean of love with me? Love ocean. Here we are swimming. And as you know, <laughs> everyone else can swim with us. Come on in. The water's fine. I don't and know. just so you know, oh, wait, there goes Pinkman. He's on a paddleboard. Bye, Pinkman. Bye, Brave. Oh, and look, Pinkman's traveling to foreign lands. Bye, Pinkman. I'm traveling with several Japanese women. It's beautiful. Actually, it was Indonesian. But anyway. The amazing thing about this ocean of love, Jim, is that everything that lives in the ocean is one with you. And when you realize that you are one with the ocean and you look at the horizon, you can see that you are a body of ocean. In fact, our bodies are so much water, we are literally miniature oceans inside our skin. So now that you have that love, it's time to head to the mountains, Jim. And as we sit on the edge of this mountain, you look to your right, you look to your left. It's a pretty sheer drop off, dude. But the one thing we have to have is balance. Jim, when we have balance, when we have our love, when we have our joy, when we have ourselves, Jim, we are truly balanced. And as you are balanced on the tip of this mountain, brothers and sisters of love, remember the things that give you this balance. Whether it is deep breaths, whether it is a cup of tea, whether it's a good friend winking at you through the class. Who knows what's going to give you balance? Maybe Remember when you were a kid and you got on the seesaw? I don't even know if they have them anymore. Sure, they still got them. And, and you'd always have some wise ass who would jump off. Total dickbag. That's what we call <laughs> him. <laughs> because yeah, he yeah, knew yeah. he was heavier than you. Yeah. And you thought for a moment, Jim, I trust this gravity-defined person who's a little bigger than me. And then they get you up. And they just look at you. And they yeah. go, hey, that's Bastards. And they just fall back <laughs> off of it. And they don't mind a little pain to know that they heard you go <laughs> and you hit. Yeah, and okay. it just lets Sorry. your coccyx it know that you're alive. Came into my mind. It's okay, man. You've been there. I've been there. It's all good. But brothers and sisters of love, the one thing you have to remember <laughs> is that air is everything. So take a deep breath. Let's do that. Let it go. Uh, and remember what the butterfly said. That? Jim, we're all changing, man. You need to emerge into your new state of being. And remember, honor your transformation. Deep breath. In. Let it go. Uh, and remember three things. What's that? Peace, love, and the Phillips file. And of course, Jim. Yes. Shaka! I love it. It's beautiful. I'm a butterfly. Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. I'm just a tool. Remember to keep your chakras in line. And wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. 
That's my butterfly sound. Sorry. Pretty Sounds good. more like a bat, though. <laughs> oh, a mosquito. All right, we're out of here. Good job, Eddie. Thank you very much. Thank you to Pat Clark. Uh, Jim Colbert show tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7. I recommend it highly. I'm back on Monday. Most should be back as well. At 3, right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. Eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.